This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Brennan likes this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, on Marking Out. I am your host with the most, Brandon. And I have nothing else to say because I am absolutely awesome, as always. We gotta, we gotta, maybe next week we'll get Dave to open up the show, but that'll yeah, probably be, be interesting. That'll be a train wreck in and itself. But anyway, folks. And, and here, my fucking host, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out. See, you say Marking Out, then you gotta say the positioning statement. Which Are is you pro- serious, bro? Yes, you have to get that cemented into people's heads. Welcome to Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans then you say a little something like this thank you very much for listening folks you can go over to markingout.com and listen to all the episodes there or you can go over to iTunes see our wonderful logo by our broski at bwing411 for all of your graphic design needs you can contact him on twitter at bwing411 as I said you can go to markingout and listen to all the episodes there or you can go buy a t-shirt there are still limited amounts of markingout gray and black shirts get them now before they become extinct we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash out. Continue the pro wrestling talk there. We post a lot of videos, discussions, pictures, and feel free to contact us. Twitter.com, if you haven't realized us being a top tweet for the past two days or how many three. days, three days of our trending hey, tweet. It's been Monday. Yeah. Well, it's not technically like Monday at nine o'clock, eight o'clock yet, but anyway, uh, twitter.com at marking out. You can uh, tweet to us there. You know, continue to have conversations. We live tweet during Raw, sometimes during SmackDown, sometimes during Impact, like we did last night or two days ago, I should say. And at random points, we we almost got Chris and Rachel's wedding uh, trending because. Almost. It was awesome. Um, also, too, you can email us if you have songs. If you want to uh, talk about business opportunities with Marking Out, you can email us at markingout1 at gmail.com. You can also send us naked pictures. You can send Brandon naked pictures on his Twitter. If you're a girl, I don't want to see dude naked dudes. I'll see tits. You want to, say, you want to see dynamic dude pictures of naked men. Anyway, my name is uh, Chris. Thank you very much for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Dog. And I really have to give a shout out to everybody who wished me and my new wife uh, congratulations and all the positive words that you gave to us. And also thanks to Zach Ryder for getting me a bunch more Twitter followers by congratulating me. And next time I see you, Zach, I will get you a Limerita on the rocks as they're supposed to be... Uh, Drank. We're also here with Dave. Dave, how are we doing today? I'll be honest with you. I'm a little bit excited and scared for this show right now. It's kind of like I'm having sex for the first time. <laughs> I mean, you're going to be t- we're touching on TNA. We're touching on WWE. I don't know what I should be feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, hell yeah. Let's get into it. And also, yeah. too, don't forget that we still have part two of our conversation with none other than Scotty Riggs. He's going to be touching on Stone Cold Steve Austin, Lex Luger, ECW. So, uh, uh, look forward to that in the middle of the show. And we're here with the host of the most, Brandon. Well, he already introduced himself. Why does he get two? Yeah. I'm not going to reintroduce myself. I'm just going to say BT. You serious? You going to talk over me like that? I'm right. just going to say BTTG161. Follow him on Twitter. Yeah. Follow him for life. 
My my fucking self is echoing right now, so I have to echo, echo, echo. I have to keep talking. That was the name of a dolphin. I don't know, Sega. Game. I remember that was that. a video game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I remember my brother rented that from Blockbuster. Yes. I remember that was like the hardest game in the world. Yeah, that was pretty difficult. Because I remember playing it at Andrew Andrew's house. You just had to collect rings. Yeah, but it was really hard. Didn't you shoot stuff out of your nose? I don't know. Was it a snot? It was like a little ring out of your nose. I think. Yeah, you had to shoot rings to get rings. Yeah. Don't understand that. Oh, Sounds Sega. Like Sega. Nope, say it. What? I said not gonna say it. Say it. Come on. Say man. it. No, hell no, no. The fans no. want to know what Brandon is thinking. No, they don't. Go move on. And let's get on to it. Let's get into total non-stop action. Impact Wrestling Slammiversary TNA. Ten years in the making, culminating from somewhere in Texas, Dallas. I want to say. Dallas. Or no, because they're in they're that's, in Houston. That's now on TNT again. What? Dallas. Oh, the, the show Dallas. I'm yeah, talking about it's Dallas, Texas. They left off. Oh, cool. Who shot JR? That's pretty cool. That's Did interesting. Did anyone eat his barbecue sauce? <laughs> no one shot JR. They just slathered him in barbecue sauce. But let's get on to uh, Slammiversary itself. Big thing we got to talk about, because after we did the show last week, this news broke that apparently Christian was heading forward to Texas to TNA Slammiversary, which we thought was just wild. Yeah, that I definitely... Marked out for, I'd say, just for the fact that you have a WWE, a current WWE wrestler, not even a champion, current ch- uh, champion in going to TNA. David, call, I mean, I called David, and David went bonkers. Well, uh, bonkers, good, uh, good uh, phrasing of it, Brandon. I don't know. It was definitely very exciting. I mean, what happens if this continues? Can we see? Well, I think this was, I think this was kind of the pseudo payoff for letting Rick yeah. go to the Hall of Fame. But I mean, like. If this works out, this it seemed like it worked out pretty well. Since it worked out so well, do we see this occurring another time, possibly? There was no point to it, though. Well, well, well. Christian, Christian yeah. came out and just announced the number one moment, which is also. I mean, they, they could have they could have used Christian a little bit better. I mean, they had him announced. What was it the number one moment in uh, TNA history? They couldn't which, let they couldn't use him better because they, he couldn't be that's like if he went into the ring, a he would be viola, probably violating his contract with WWE, and b. TNA like TNA would be having a big lawsuit on their hands. I, I wouldn't even say going it. Well, he did get in the ring, but I mean wrestling wise, I don't think it would be. Um, there would be a problem with that. There would I be think, a huge problem. With that. I don't think that would break anything if they agreed upon it. The thing that I, the reason I think that he wouldn't be in the ring is liability. If he gets hurt in a TNA ring, if he gets injured or whatnot in a TNA ring. That's going to be very bad because that affects WWE television. He right would uh, he wouldn't wrestle on the ring. You want to know why? I'm going to make a huge. I'm, I'm, if he stepped in a ring with if he stepped in a TNA ring, TNA would be look like the biggest hypocrites in the world because they didn't they weren't going to let one of their superstars wrestle in, a, in an international dream match. So if they let another if they let a, a superstar from another promotion go in, that would be the most hypocritical thing in the world. That's very true. It's very true. So it. For those that don't understand, we're talking about Tony Nese and Pro Wrestling Syndicate. Yeah, there we go. And but if they pay attention to the show, they would be. Uh, yeah, they so would of course. know. You guys probably <laughs> knew that already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But let's get on to uh, the matches itself. Uh, big, big thing we got to talk about is Crimson. Crimson has been undefeated for 16 months. Issued an open challenge for Slammiversary, and it was accepted by none other than the Cowboy James Storm making his return to Impact Wrestling after taking a couple months off to uh, regroup and get himself together. Probably nagging injuries, but they, ha- they has they, it been a few months already that he like when was the last time we saw him on television? Lockdown was April, correct? 
All and right. then after lockdown, he came out and said that he needed to uh, take some time off and, you know, go on his cowboy ranch and, you know, take and the, ride horses. Crimson and- even got Goldberg to tweet a little bit to get back and forth on the Twitter a little bit yeah. to just hype it up maybe. I saw that as well. I, I don't know if it was intentional or unintentional. Knowing the wrestling business, probably intentional. The big, the big thing coming out of this, though, is that Crimson is no longer undefeated. James Storm beat him with a last call super kick and got the one, two, and three, which I want to get you guys' reactions. I want to get Brandon's first. Yeah. You both know, since of you guys them are both should gingers, be fired. Both of them should be fired. Why? Not, not in the sense that, yes, they really should be fired, but in the sense that it did nothing for it, it, it weakened both of them. What? It made both of them look weaker. Why? How's that? Uh, Because Crimson, you have an undefeated streak, and it gets beaten by James Storm, who's been on top in TNA before. So how did it uh, weaken James Storm, though? James Storm. Because he just returned. Like, you're not supposed to do that with people like that. It made it did nothing for James Storm. It well, did I mean, a lot. look at look at the last uh, undefeated. Look at Goldberg's undefeated streak. How that ended. I mean, he got electrocuted. That's right. I mean, I feel like uh, undefeated streaks when they come to an end, they really don't put a lot of thought into it. I, feel I like think this uh, the there there was a lot more thought put into this than Goldberg streak. You want to know why? Hmm. Here's a guy. Okay, the last match that James Storm had in TNA was him super kicking Rick, Ru- Rick, Rick Rude. Rude, Bobby Rude out Rest of the cage, peace. and Bobby Rude falling out, and he, you know, he loses his shot at the title. So he like, where was he going to go from there? He was mm-hmm. on top. He pretty much just got humiliated at the hand. So where does he have to go from here? He just has to keep going up. You, you know, you have to cut your beard differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and what a better way to get yourself noticed by beating a guy that has an undefeated. So you like this idea? I liked it a lot. I thought um, it was a great way to to bring James Storm back in mm-hmm. and start building him up back to main event status. And once we get to um, impa- impact for this week, I'll, I'll tell you a little yeah. bit more in my in my processing. I, I actually don't like this idea. I'm going to agree with Bear, Brandon to a point. I, I don't. You could call him the Breen. The Breen. I thought he was going to say Bear. I was like, what? <laughs> you are a my big college bear. roommate. I'm going to agree with you, Bear Brandon. Bear Brandon. There I, you go. New but the Brandon. thing I don't like about it is, yes, he did return. I don't like that Crimson's trick was ended this way. I think that James Storm, like Brandon, he didn't need it. Yes, he he did go out that certain way, but I feel like if he returned, he would have still been completely over with the fans. He didn't need to uh, defeat Crimson and end that streak. That streak could have been used a lot more powerfully and better um, losing to somebody else. I feel like James Storm could have made the appearance at Bound for Glory series. That could have been a very good uh, way to make a return. Just a surprise entry. Unfortunately, they gave that to somebody else, but... I feel like that would have been better than having him come out and defeat Crimson. Okay. All right. Um, why, why did they even give away who the fuck was in the Bound for Glory series? They didn't. They didn't. Who did? Nobody. Nobody. So how do we know who's in it? Everybody. Because, well, they it's about everybody that was in that... Yeah, we'll Everybody talk. that was in that gauntlet, but once we get to Impact Wrestling uh, from this week, we'll talk yeah. about that. We'll talk, we're talking about Slammiversary right now. Slammiversary. Uh, new Knockouts Champion, Miss Tessmacher, formerly known as Brooke Tessmacher, now Miss Tessmacher because you don't want to get your Brooks confused. And I don't know how— That could be pretty easy. I mean, look at how similar they look. Yeah, right? Chris. Bro, so Miss Tess— had two Brooks in his life once. They look so damn— 
the same. So goddamn the same. Uh, Miss Tassmacher beating Gail Kim and becoming the knockout champion in Texas in her uh, in her home state. Hey, congratulations! You know what? She's really improved a lot yeah, from when me. she's going from dancing in cages on ECW to where she is now. She's actually improved in the ring a lot. Did she ever dance in a cage in ECW? Yeah, she was on Extreme Expose. Yeah, but in a cage. Yeah, I thought I think that on the first like uh, episode or two they had uh, cages. Check it up. Yeah, awkward silence. But yeah, no, I, I'm very happy about this. Good for her. Good for her luscious ass. Um, you start the show off with mm. Austin Aries versus Samoa Joe, which in all reports was <laughs> awesome. Oh yeah, I, I love the I love the finishes to Aries matches. The, uh, going from the IED, the running drop kick to the uh, corner, right into a brainbuster. I love the finish of that. I know. And then and with that match, they had a lot of reversals, a lot of false finishes. You had a 450. You got Hashtag the 450. Su- suicide dives. Everything. I mean, what what else can you ask for out of that match? And after they both uh, fist pounded. So, like, it's showing mutual respect to each other. Well, they do have a lot of uh, history, you know, stepping back to Ring of Honor. So Definitely. That's, that's a good thing. Um, Bully Ray and Joseph Parks. Joseph Park getting the win on that one with the help of Abyss. Abyss coming out from underneath the ring. Choke slamming Bully Ray through a table, then going back under the ring. And Joseph Park is... Uh, comes up so now this makes me realize that they're the same person well so I mean did suck a dick I mean well it was without a doubt that they're the same person and everything I think it it was more interesting how he goes under and then he comes out of this yeah it's very easy to guess but everybody could have seen it coming but the fact that it actually happened I, I'll, I'll admit I actually popped over it I I I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, getting those hair extensions put in and uh, underneath the ring and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, right. Jeez. Has his own like little shop down there. Yeah, we have new tag team champions also coming out of Slammiversary. And what I heard was the best tag team match in TNA in a very long time since the Motor City Machine Guns Beer Money series. Uh, AJ Styles and Kurt Angle are the new tag team champions, beating Kaz and Daniels, getting some, I want maybe a little bit of uh, vindication or f of off. Hmm. After everything that they have done, uh, th- that being Kaz and Daniels have done and, to Kurt, uh, AJ Styles. And that's not even done yet. They, they're they just getting to the tip of that iceberg. Yep, they're just getting to the tip of the penis. Mm. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Somebody has wedding on their mind. What, what, how does that mean, wedding mind? on my mind? You know. Suck a dick. <laughs> well, anyway, you're not helping your case. Yeah, I, I don't need my case help. Thank you. Uh, TNA title. Was defended uh, the first member of the Hall of Fame, Sting, the insane icon, being inducted into the TNA Hall of Fame. Faced off against the it factor of professional wrestling in that of Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode. And Bobby Roode gets the win. Yeah, with the little beer bottle, but honestly, who didn't see a little DQ at, uh, well, not even DQ, but the assistance of a beer bottle at the end of the match. Well, also, but where was that beer bottle from? Just a fan? James Storm. James Storm Uh, came out? Well, no, no. When he came out to face Crimson, apparently left the beer bottle in the ring. Yeah. So they used that leftover beer bottle. All right. So, I mean, obviously it was planted there and everything. But then Sting uh, freaked out after the match and just beat the shit out of him. Giving him the Scorpion Deathlock on the stage, well, off the stage, and just beating the crap out of him. Well, Sting's not done yet, but, you know, he is the first person inducted into the TNA Hall of Fame. Do you think that was more of a move to... Uh, like maybe a jab against WWE making Sting the first person no since I, I, he hasn't been inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame yet I can't see it as a jab at WWE at all just for the WWE fact that he has been waiting for 
sting to get out. And he's actually stated recently on an interview that he was willing to go uh, wrestle at WrestleMania against the Undertaker, and that that would be the only match that he'd be interested in having at in a WWE ring. But I don't think that this would be a jab at them. I don't. I see it just them trying to see Sting as it getting them over. I mean, it's a large current name that that's pseudo legend. Well, not pseudo pseudo, but a legend in the ring. So I feel like it's just to help get their name out there a little bit. I don't agree with it though. I mean, who who else would you put in there? First person I put is Jeff Jarrett. Oh, yeah. Jeff and I'd say Jeff and Jerry. Both okay. of them. I mean. I feel like the Jarrett family, maybe. Yeah. I feel like they should get him before Sting. I, but, I mean, we can talk about that a little bit later because that actually gets brought up pretty big. Yeah, that does get up, uh, brought up pretty big. And let's get into Impact Wrestling from this week. Uh, tweeted out earlier in oh, the day. Just so oh. everybody knows, we had a three-way tie for that. Oh, yeah, we did. For the, the predictions, we did have a three-way tie. I yeah, think that I was think the first in this book. You know what? This yeah, is like, first. Th- th- I, have, I have this notebook that has like everything marking out wise. I think the first thing in it was questions that we asked the big O. Yes. It is for, yeah, they were. The things we asked in the first ever interview with the big O. I think he got and a good I laugh have, out of that. And I have one page left in it. So that's going to really? be. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. You say hello to year one. Maybe we'll. Uh, it really is coming up. When do we that interviewed up. him soon? July. Um, yeah. Something we like interviewed that. him before he actually started wrestling too. Yeah. yeah. But people, 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 diehard fans remember that, right? Uh, John Underhill and Shelley and Zach Ring, Ryder, and Zach Ryder, <laughs> Dolph Ziggler, <laughs> John Jomo. I was going to say that. All right, I, let's I continue. Know. Let's get on to Impact Wrestling. So earlier in the day on Thursday, it was tweeted out to start off the show on Impact Wrestling Live. Part of the uh, Impact Wrestling Summer Bash was going to be an Ultimate X match for the title between Austin, Ar- Austin Aries, Zima Ion, and Chris Sabin, the rest of their X division. That's pretty much like their exit. Oh, that I, I don't think that that's well. It is. Well, I mean, you still have Kid Cash. Well, you have Kid Cash like for like a cup of coffee every now. That's and true. I mean, you kind of let everybody else from your exit vision go. Yeah. Um. How did you, I was once once I found out that this was going to be an open contest. I, I know. was Very you, you, excited. You called me immediately. Oh yeah, I was I, excited. I know. I was I, excited, I, but it didn't live up to the expectations. I watched. I was like, want, 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 want. Absolutely. So was I. I thought a the crowd was very flat. Because they didn't have, as Dave liked to say, the canned pop. That like Brooke Hogan's yeah. breast before <laughs> surgery. <laughs> the uh, the canned pop that they had. Um, it looked like Chris Saban got injured in the match. I, I feel like yeah. that was a big Debbie Downer to the match because I know I think he was supposed to add to some sort of the finish. I'll be honest, I don't know because we have seen injuries like that occur where we're like, oh shit. But he like you no, but you, oh, you yeah, looked no. at him a- after like Zemion and Austin Aries walked right by him. You saw him like legitimately like it looks like he was crying. He looks like he was like he said something like yeah, when was, he took that suicide dive to the outside. There was a point where he I think he got up to catch him for a suicide dive or he, he got up for a second and he could even he really moved put pressure. Away. Yeah, yeah, he could put pressure on his leg. I called I, David. I was like, I think it's yeah. time for him to retire. But I, I don't think that – I don't know what to think about it because I've been worked over before. Like I've fallen like for Danny, that. Like with Danny yeah, D'Amato? Danny D'Amato and Cole Cabana. <laughs> I, I've fallen for that shit. I mean even – was so worried. Even Teddy Hart at PWS. I've fallen for that shit where the guy acts like they're hurt. You believe – like I mean they just took a big spot where you could believe that they did get hurt and they play it off the entire match and they're all right. So I don't know what to believe with that. I, it actually lived up to my. Snow. It actually uh, lived up to my expectations. This match, really? I actually, I actually enjoyed it. Just you were because, expecting bullshit. 
No, I was expecting a good match, and I think that that's what I got. I thought Zima Ion came out on top of this match, though. No, I, not at all. Because like the way the way that he hit that po- that hit that post and like kind of just like dribbled it down, mm-hmm. like it. I was just like, oh, that just kind of looked awkward. I don't know. I I enjoyed it. There was a, one point where he did a tornado DDT through the ropes that I really enjoyed. There was a lot of spots during this match that I just I just really uh, enjoyed. Everything looked too choreographed. I don't know. I feel like like every move from the start looked like, oh, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this. And feel, they were just remembering everything. I feel like with uh, cruiserweights and X Division matches, it's tough not to have uh, not to look choreographed. You know what I mean? Just because with those kinds of matches, if you don't, don't have it properly choreographed, you could end up with a Jesse Sorensen injury. I know, but that was choreographed too. To break his neck? No. That was <laughs> yeah, I know. To break his neck. But, you know, Dave said, you know, Zima Ion came out big for him. Austin Aries came out big for me, and he came out winning the match, which was, I thought the I thought the ending was cool of him, like, hanging upside down and, yeah. like, holding the title and then doing a backflip and landing right on his feet. I thought that was cool. But there's speaking a bigger... coming out. What? I said, speaking of coming out... Congratulations, Brandon. Oh, yeah, Brandon. Would you like to talk to... Brandon. Uh, shut up. Initiating the, uh, the rainbow here. About. Who <laughs> jokes about that? You Hulk just Hogan did? came out. Asshole. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, well, Hulk Hogan came out after Austin Aries made a big Well, we case. haven't seen that porno yet, so maybe he didn't come out, I mean. Oh, my God. Oh, wait, we're actually... Oh, my bad. It's, a, it's not a porno. No, it isn't. Austin, well, Austin Aries made a lot of uh, big, big... Had a lot of big words saying he... Yes, is uh, about a year ago came into T- back to TNA. Wow, he is the greatest. Yeah, right. That's uh, he, saying that it's already been a year that he's been back or close to it. Yeah, he um he wants a shot at the world heavyweight title. Um, which is fitting. Why did you say but, like I mean, that? if you get, yeah, no. he could either take the title shot. Well, that's where Hulk Hogan came out. Hulk Hogan <laughs> gave us some big words saying that he has to. He could take the title shot, but he has to give up his X division title, or he could not take the title shot. But if he does, uh, he so at X, Destination X, he can face Bobby Roode for the X for the World Heavyweight Title. If he wins, he he's the new TNA World Heavyweight Champion. If he loses, he's nothing. What do you say? That's he does. Such, that's such bullshit. Why is it bullshit? Like Kurt Angle's allowed to have every single title, but but he's not. Kurt Angle had the X Division Title also. I don't think he did. No, he didn't. But he had other titles. No, but every oh, no. title at the same time. I feel like I've seen it before, where somebody's held the title. Um, more than one title at the same time. For everyone's information, I was mocking somebody's tweet. Oh, um, <laughs> I I go back and forth with it. I do like, like I don't like the idea that he would have to give up the X Division title because as we as Chris has mentioned earlier, they really don't have that much competition in the X Division. Uh, yeah, who yeah. are you going to give it to? You're going to give it to Zima Ion, and then what is he going to face? Kid Cash every week? Exactly. Who wants to see that? I mean, of course. Because once, now, twice, now but like now that now the thing is, their X division is just is is flat because you know that you know Tony Nisak's for his release, but justifiably so. We've spoken about that. Of we course. don't we don't have to speak about it. No. It has times again. You have Kid Cash. Uh, Shannon Moore is apparently done no. with Impact Wrestling. Too. I mean, given you're adding possibly Joey Ryan, possibly. I, mean, I, I don't think so. I think he came out in an interview this week and talked about his experience with Gut Check. I think he's I, done. I don't know. We still have Alex Silva, who hasn't even been fucking seen exactly. on TV well, since 
keep in mind with Joey Ryan, I don't know what to believe because he was also with... Because he has a mustache. Yes, exactly. You cannot trust guys with mustaches, especially when they offer candy in a van. Don't go. No, but that seriously, happens. Joey Ryan... Yeah, Dave puts Brandon, on his mustache Brandon all fell time. For it. Yeah, Brandon fell for it. No, not Brandon. <laughs> um, but no, because Joey Ryan wrestled with... Got close to a lot of the TNA people over in Ricky King, where yeah. he wrestled with all of them in India. So I feel like he's still in... I feel like the talking trash and everything could just be a little storyline, which it would which look. Yeah, but that's look like, how we're talking that, about it. And interesting it is, though. That's like saying, "Oh, people got close on Sunday Night Heat." <laughs> no, Ranking King was huge over there, dude. Yeah. Okay, so was Sunday Night Heat. Was huge here. <laughs> yeah, right. All those, you know, all those Sunday nights at Bob seven Backlund o'clock. All, all the fu- the future TNA talent. Back the in the day. Okay, right. re- regardless, yeah, though, we're talking about we're talking about Austin Aries and his shot for the World Heavyweight yeah. Title. How do, do you we like think? It? Do we think he's gonna say yes? And he wants this opportunity. Um, being that it's the Destination X, and seeing how he is on the poster. Yeah, I think he's going to do it. He's gonna say yes. He's gonna lose. And he's going to have to go back down and chase the X Division Championship Because it still keeps him uh, the top guy in the X Division, though. If he gives it up and uh, goes back and then comes back down, he's still that top guy. He's so, the only guy. He'll be the number one contender because he yeah. – don't you get a title shot in your contract? No, he'll probably – I don't know what happens no, if, he, if he, he forfeits the it. title. Yeah, because he never he just loses it. So I don't know if he, he'll get that Hulk title Hogan shot. Hulk Hogan's going to be the new X Division champion. Or nothing. I thought it was going to be Nick Hogan. Yeah, right. They're going to no. Brooke Hogan is going to be the new X Division champion. I uh, want. Let's get um, on to other topics in uh, Impact Wrestling. What do you think? I said it's he's going to he's going to lose it, and we kind of finished each other's sentence on that one. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, other things Impact Wrestling wise, the Bound for Glory series returns BFG. this year. The the BFG the BLF series returns this year, and we got a gauntlet, which was then. A battle yeah. royal? No, they, you know what? The funny thing is, they said it was a gauntlet. They kept saying it was a gauntlet, but the commercial right before Impact said it was a gauntlet battle royal because it has it pretty much so because you know each guy keeps it's a battle royal, so all the guys can be at the same yeah. time, but they keep coming out in staggered amounts. It's the, pretty much the same concept as but, a Royal Rumble. Yeah, but, but that's the exact same ten, thing with ten guys. I mean, I feel like a gauntlet is more. But they can't say Royal Rumble because it's trademarked. Yeah. They can say Battle Royal. Well, they could, battle well, Royal. Battle Royal is when everybody starts in the ring. Yeah. Oh. Jeez, Dave. Yeah. Is it? Yes. Battle right. Royal, everybody well, starts well, in the now ring. We, now I see where Royal. you can get the Gauntlet Battle Royal. All right. All right. But the Battle for Glory series, you have your uh, 10 contestants. AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Rob Van Dam, Bully Ray, Magnus, Kurt Angle, The Pope, uh, Robber Number 4 in The Dark Knight, Robbie... Robbie, Robbie E. Sorry, yeah, Robbie uh, Christopher e. Daniels, Samoa Joe, and the Cowboy James Storm. So, uh, obviously, play- James Storm is winning this. Obviously, we thought somebody else was. Obviously, we thought last year that Crimson was winning this. Do you remember that? Do you remember us talking about this Bound for Glory series? How excited we yeah, were? Yeah, I remember we thought- this is where uh, Samoa Joe got stomped. Like and just bitched out. You know what? And uh, here's another thing. Going back to James Storm, also talking about Samojo too. Dave, I guess it was you because you were the only person doing live tweeting last night. I tried, and then yeah. I just started getting annoyed with it. Um, the mi- you're saying Samojo was poorly, was misused. Yeah, not not at all, not at all. Because a he was one of the final two guys in there, and for a battle royal like that, when you're trying to re-cement somebody and bring them back the way that they're trying to do James Storm, what what perfect oh. guy to put over James Storm than Samojo? He's big. He's a big fucking submission machine. He's got a mohawk. No, 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 no. That's not what I meant. I mean that he was misused last Bound for Glory series. 
That's what I meant by that. With the last one, how he lost every single match uh, during that entire series. Oh, okay. He barely got... Because it, se- it, seemed, it seemed like oh, the no. way it was worded was that you thought Samoa Joe was being missing. No, no. That's that's what I was meaning with uh, that tweet. I was referring to the last... That's why I said Bound for Glory series. And honestly, I I thought they used him very, very well on this one, especially Absolutely. with how he blew up with the tag team titles. Mm-hmm. And I so like how James- they also uh, broke up, I guess, Magnus and Joe, too, during that one yeah. match. So, James Storm has 20 points now? Uh, yeah, 20 points. So what are the, do you guys know what the denominations are? Um, I forgot about it from last year, but I, I know DQ, you lose points. Uh, I think, don't you get the most out of a submission? I think so. Hold on. We're going to actually look it up right now. Uh, are there belts involved? While, while, you look you it, while, while you look it up. All right. Submission victory is 10 points. Pinfall victory is 7. A count out victory is 5. Disqualification victory is 3. A draw, which is a time limit, double counter, or double squeeze qualification is 2 points. And if you lose, you lose 10 points. Now, what and this, this could happen as you know, as last year could happen anywhere. House shows, uh, pay per views, everything like that. What does this Brooklyn lead up to Cyclone. again? Bound for glory. The, but I mean, like um, a fatal four way into the winner getting the title match. The uh, the the pay per view before Victory Road, I think. Okay. The, it's a fatal. It's a, the four top guys face off at a fatal four way match, and the winner of that faces a Bound for Glory. Okay. I think. Right? Yeah. I, I, I couldn't remember if it was that or if they faced off on the same event. Oh, there's like 12 guys. There. I thought there was 10. My bad. When's Victory Road? Uh, September. Remember last oh, year? Right. Remember last so year was September 11th? Who do you guys oh, right. Who do you guys think is going to win this now? Brandon? I already said James Storm. All right. What about you? I don't know. There's there, like comparative to last year where there was like scrubs and like mm-hmm. Scott Steiner. Like Scott Steiner's not a scrub. Scott Steiner's actually fucking awesome. But like, you know, he's not at, I mean, he's past world title status. Uh, I don't know. There's too many guys. I don't, you know, I wouldn't say that anyone's past world title status. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with uh, the Dark Horse. I'm going Madness. Oh, I thought you were gonna say the Pope. I, yeah. So did I. Jeez. I was like, that is so not Jeez. cool. <laughs> no, I'm going with Magnus, though. I think that this would be a great way to push him up there. And it's I a think, huge bonus I think Magnus that he's, right now. I think yeah, he's at that level, though. No, but I think he's at that level. Do you not agree? The young donkey. No, do you not agree with it? I don't think he's at that level no? yet. No? No. Yeah, I don't think so. Right. But I don't know. I'm looking at this like... I. Like maybe RVD? No. No. I'd say somebody has to be a little bit more well-rounded because you want people to get submission victories. I, I think it's going to be close to the end. I'd, I I want to say James Storm, too. I don't know. I feel like James Storm, you could easily... He doesn't need last, the Bound for Glory series to get there. He didn't there. need Crimson, either, but they fucking threw him with that. I don't know. I'm, I'm sticking with Magnus. I feel like everybody... I Obviously, it's not going to be Bully because he has this thing with with Abyss. I know, but, I he, but he, could, he could get over that by September. It's 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 a long it's a cruel cruel summer. But I feel like by that time I feel like they'll. I'm here on my own. It's I can cruel. see them. It's a cruel cruel I don't know. summer. All right. They can do, okay. They can speaking do. Okay. Of, speaking of singing songs, if I was Impact Wrestling, I would hire Lindsey Buckingham to sing Victory Road. Who the of fuck Holiday is Lindsey Buckingham? From Fleetwood Mac, he sings Holiday Road. Oh, oh, oh. I didn't know that was them. I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know a dude's Lindsay name was Lindsey. Yeah, Lindsay and Stevie. <laughs> they were married, right? And then they got divorced, and that's where rumors yeah. came from. National Lampoons. Okay, regardless, but uh, yeah, Bound for Glory series is back. We'll see what's going on with that. That was a nice rhyme. Uh, and then you have the the last big topic was Sting coming out and maybe trying to make a little speech. Yeah. Well, making a little speech, uh, thanking you know the Jarrett's for you know getting him to Impact Wrestling. Well, it wasn't even thanking him. The fact that he said that 
he shouldn't be the first inductee. He said that he feels that Jerry Jarrett and Jeff Jarrett should have been inducted before him. They're the owners, though, so everyone would be like, oh, the owners inducting themselves into their Hall of Fame. Fucking crazy. But it's they're, like not, if it's a, they're not even the owners. Or yeah, they are. Shit. Yeah, they're co-owners, I think. Well, that's the thing. Like if Vince McMahon was like, I'm inducting myself into the Hall of Fame. They did. That's, they a, that's the McMahon thing. Even senior. if they induct Jeff Jarrett and Jerry Jarrett first, you're probably going to have some fans be like, what yeah, the you're, fuck? Yeah, you're going to have some sort of lash out. No, yeah, exactly. No matter which way you look at it, you're going to have people that argue and disagree with you. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. But there was a bigger uh, a bigger point out of that, which three masked men yeah, came and then... Aikido came out. I was yeah. I was like, that's what I said. I saw it and I was just like... I saw it like three masked men come out attacking Sting. I was like, wait a minute, I think we've seen this before in like other smaller promotions. Right? Remember when yeah. they back to the Caught in the Spider's Web? And then like, you know, like a eight two years ago when the Nexus was around and they attacked John Cena and broke but down on, the ring. Yeah, aren't you supposed to wait ten years before reusing a storyline? Well they've done this before in TNA too. They've done where they had like uh, every promotion. AJ Styles, Kazarian, all of them when they were uh we did, the, and everything. we did this in WTW I know. with with Zach with Zack Ryder versus G Money. Come but on. But it's still a good I always like this storyline because you never know who's underneath that mask. And you could always switch it up David. too. Are you kidding me? What? That's like you being excited for Undertaker's entrance because you <laughs> never know who the fucking druid is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so who do you guys think is underneath there? I have no clue. It's the two. It's the two and a half wrestler guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jay, Jamie's starting to work again. Kevin Matthews, Crimson, and Chris Masters. It's no. not. It's not. It's not. It's not Crimson because you can't. It could be Chris Masters. I'm going it Chris Masters. Well could be Chris Masters. I'm going Chris Masters, Gunner, and Crimson. Uh, no, Garner, because he has all those. He has two sleeves and the hand stuff. I don't think you saw arms yeah, during this, though. Saw so, arms. Okay. Wait, yeah, but no. You, you did see arms. Chris Masters got a giant tattoo here. That's true. Yeah, but that's here. You saw like up to like the mid forearm, like where uh, like where that tattoo cuts. So what does he have? Like a cross or something? Yeah, he's got a giant one. I don't know, but. Eh, always intriguing. Always intriguing. Hopefully they don't drop the ball on this. Always maybe maybe it is the guy Keto. You never know. That'd be some shit. Yeah, right? Oh, my God, there's ants all over the impact zone. <laughs> That'd be the funniest fucking thing to hear. There's ants everywhere. Oh, my God. It's like, oh, my God, there's shit I would love everywhere. To, I, lo- I would love to hear Taz's commentary on that one. All right, so what did we think of this impact this week, guys? Now it's live. It's a little bit more unexpected. unexpected. Um, out of five stars, I'd give it a... Give it a two. I'd give it a three and a half. I'd give it a two as well. I'd give it a one and a half. But next week we have gut check. Next week we have open fight night. And apparently the open fight night is anybody who wants to challenge each other from the Bound for Glory series can do so. Even though Gal Kim apparently can't challenge for the uh, women's title, the knockouts title. She's going to challenge when she wants to challenge. It's It's probably going to be a pay-per-view. It's bullshit though. It's like the only gut check in that fucking contest is Taz. Yeah. Uh, that was a bad joke. And plus, Wait, I'm that was overweight. A, and Taz is in more shape. Oh, that was a fat joke? Because he's overweight. Wow. He's still in better shape than me. Is it, this guy over awesome. here making fat jokes. Yeah. I feel like I'm entitled to that. No, you're not. No. I could tell people to lose weight because I'm fatter than them. <laughs> okay. All right. That works then. All righty. So the, we you got Gut Check coming up next week. We have Open Fight Night coming next, next week. It looks like TNA may start getting exciting. But yeah. every time we say that, we always like next week. We're like, "Fuck TNA!" Yeah, we it's said so the hard. same exact thing when but, David Lagana came in. Yeah. But well, no, is, but now he's like, now he's started to get things under control. Also, with TNA being live now, 
Also, by the way, we're saying TNA and TNA. Is it TNA or Impact Wrestling? I, it, it's because they, they, they. I don't even think they, they say know. it. They say both. Exactly. So. They they tried switching over to Impact Wrestling. I feel like it hasn't stuck. Because here they're like they just like Panda Energy Company. Yeah, yeah there right? you go. Here, where it is. <laughs> it's now Panda Energy Company Wrestling. PECW, come <laughs> see us at MC Park, Brooklyn Cyclones, New York. That's coming oh, up yeah, soon. When is that again? June, July, August, August September. Whenever it happens, it 50 happens. bucks, I think, gets you a meet and greet. So maybe Yeah, but didn't some... Ric Flair, like, yeah, that yeah, was show that's, 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 that's Ric Flair, though. I mean, I'm pretty sure we get we can go there, get some people to say some BLF or something like that. I bet, yeah, you can get Brooke, Te- Brooke Tessma- Miss Tessmacher to say Brandon likes fisting. My name is Brooke, my name is Miss Tessmacher, and Brandon likes fisting. Mm. That's, that's what her face looks like. I just picture it to be like... Oh my God! She's got a penis. She's got a penis. <laughs> <laughs> ah, jeez, jeez. Uh, All right, let's get on to uh, part two of our interview with Mr. Scotty Riggs. As I said earlier in the show, this party is going to talk about ECW. He's going to talk about a little bit about Rob Van Dam, Stone Cold Steve Stone Cold Austin. Austin, Lex Luger, Buff Bagwell. Yeah, find out how Lex Luger's departure from WWF actually affected him more than anybody else. Absolutely. And when we get back, we're going to talk about the WWE. Because it's time. It's time. It's time for another interview on God Marking Out. Uh, let's talk about ECW a little bit as well. You debuted in ECW in 2000. You were there, you know, through the Extreme Revolution. You were also there during the end of ECW as well, being a part of the network with, uh, you know, Jackal of the of the Truth Commission, also known as Cyrus the Virus. Um, what was it like at those those final days of ECW, where you know they declared bankruptcy? You know, we've we've all seen the rise and fall of ECW, but I kind of want to get it from from a, a wrestler's point of view how how the atmosphere was working for ECW in its final days because none of well, us the coolest, can... thing about, the coolest thing about ECW was um, reflecting back on my WCW days everybody had a guaranteed contract where your mega players were making their million dollar contract which Tom Warner uh, had to have those contracts uh, Ted Turner couldn't carry those but Tom Warner could and I was under a you know, Ted Turner contracts. So my my checks wouldn't bounce and stuff. But when I went to ECW, the egos were still in the matches. Everybody, if you were the first match with the Musketeer versus Bilbus Wesley, you know, if you were a comedy match, you try to make that match the best match you, you could you could have. If you were the Blue Meanie against uh, Rope Kill. You did the best you could to make that match the best it was. If you were Jerry Lynn against Steve Carino and were fighting in, you know, in the ladder match, you try to make that the bloodiest, gorgeous match you could be. If you were Tommy Dreamer against Sandman or Rhino or myself against Van Damme, we, we, we took our pride in our matches. When we left the, the ring, when we left the dressing room, got to the ring, that's where your pride was. When you got back in the dressing room, all you were worried about was how is my match? You know, you were worried. You weren't worried about how did I look out there? How did my stuff go? Did I look good at this? You were going, hey man, how did our match look good? What what could we improve upon? That's the difference. We we weren't walking on eggshells in ECW, except for about our paychecks, mm-hmm. um, which was the biggest worry about that time. But the biggest, the biggest thing was, man, we took pride in in our matches. 
didn't matter who it was. If you're a French scene against Don Marie in a cat fight, they try to make it look as they, they suspended disbelief and made you think that they hated each other. Well, they were two of the biggest sweethearts in the world. So, I mean, it was just, it was a time and place that where I was, I was honored to be a part of uh, Paul Hamer's UCW because uh, it, it, it showed me how the wrestling business should have been done. If Paul Heyman would have hired somebody to financially run it for him, it would still be running today, and there would be no TNA. It would be WWE versus ECW of rankings right now. Because everybody in TNA would be in, in ECW, except for certain people who were like, you know, I don't want to mention names, but guys like Jeff Jarrett would not be there. Guys like, you know, his wife. And I mean, there were just these certain people that were so comical and so Vince Russo-ish in what they were doing. Because mm-hmm. when Vince Russo came in at WCW, he tried to make a three-hour TV show in the Crash TV, which was his, quote-unquote, stroke of genius, where every five minutes something was happening. You can't do that with a three-hour show. you got to have good, strong, solid matches that make people want to come see more strong, solid matches. You can't have skits and quips and all this, you know, stuff. Russo is going to be the George Steinbrenner like you saw in, uh, in Seinfeld where you saw the chair, you heard the voice, but you never saw the guy. <laughs> That's what he was supposed to do. He uh, he told us his first meeting, you'll never see me on TV. A few months later, he was all over TV. He was the world heavyweight champion. I mean, WCW became... Everybody that ever got fired by Vince basically became their way of taking personal vendettas. Because Vince going and saying, hey, look what I'm doing. I'm poking fun of you. Okay was, you know... Oklahoma, we want to call them, was doing nothing but poking fun of good old JR. That legitimate disease. You know, they all That was nothing but poking fun of him. They they gave, you know, Steve Williams, Steve Douglas Williams, enough money to be portrayed in that, to be a part of that. So Steve took the money and said, hey, it's a job. I got to do what I got to do. So, I mean, it's. It's just, you know, sad to see how WCW went. If it would have stayed a company, being a company that focused on being the best company it could be, WCW, and that's it. If they would have focused on that instead of focusing, Eric Bischoff began every meeting of how are we going to beat Vince McMahon this week. Mm-hmm. That was his, that's how every meeting started. Is this what we're going to do to beat Vince this week? He wanted to put Vince out of business so bad is what killed WCW. Yeah. I'm not afraid to say, I got no repercussions. What's they going to do? Be mad at me? So what? Yeah. I mean, I think... I Russo think Russo going to be mad at me? So what? You know, those guys don't run my life anymore. They don't have anything to do with my, you know, my well-being. So, so why would I care about them? 
You know, I was talking to Goldberg about some business opportunities, and, and there's a few people that he mentioned that was not ever a part of it. And some of those names I've mentioned, and some of them I haven't, I won't, out of the fact that I have a little cooch about me. But, uh, you know, it's, it's just a matter of there's certain people that will never, ever be allowed to be a part of this. And it's a, it's a very good business opportunity. And for Bill to call me up and say, hey, I want you to be in on the ground floor of this is, to me, you know, Bill goes, you get it. You understand it. You're not, you're not personally driven like some people are. He goes, you're driven to see the success of the people who paved our way in this business. And you're driven to see the success of people who worked your bus off in this business, not the political players. Yeah. Those political players, and he knows them, I know them, will never be involved. So that's just, you know, the facts of it. That's why WCW died. It was too politically driven. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's why, you know, I guess that, 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 that's why you could say, like, WWE is kind of succeeding and kind of succeeded over them because they know they, they had a great product, and, you know, they weren't in that era. I want to say they weren't so much about politics where they were as everybody being behind their characters and being behind their products. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, WWE is right now so character-driven. They're, they're flipping back to the 80s again to where pretty soon they will be displaying their ice cream bars again. Pretty soon oh, they will be displaying, you know, every, everybody in the world wears their own T-shirts out to sell merchandise. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the world is out there trying to plug on a Kmart commercial, you know, trying to sell merchandise. They're, you know, everyone, they're not wrestlers anymore. They're superstars. Yeah. And, but the, the, the funny thing is they're stock full of the greatest wrestlers around. CM Punk, uh, Brian Anders, uh, Daniel Bryan's, or Brian Danielson, I yeah. his name. However they have changed his name nowadays. Chris Jericho, Triple H, Undertaker, a few of them are older, but, you know, a lot of their guys are still legit wrestlers, and they're the ones that are drawing money. Your your Funkasauruses are not put in the butt every 18 inches. I'm sorry. That guy who comes out, he's a cross between Disco in front of Flash Funk and The Godfather. Yeah. And that might be fun for kids, but they make those kids get up there on, on in the ring by giving them T-shirts and all that stuff and have them go up there and dance. If you notice, all of them are wearing John Cena T-shirts, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that. But so you get there and make them do that dance, and they do that on purpose. Yeah. Everything they do has a purpose behind it. It's just so merchandise. And right now, their 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 ratings are so down, and it's just, it's a slow time of the year. There's no football, little basketball, mediocre baseball, but not on Mondays. Yeah, you know, or Fridays, and their ratings are still down. And they're having to go overseas to do their tours for people who haven't seen them except on TV for years to make their money. Whenever you see WWE go overseas, it means they're hurting for cash flow. Yeah. And that's why they go overseas, to make cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's the name of their business agenda. When you see them run more house shows in the States, it means that their ratings are strong 
and they're making decent money. They're selling out houses. They're doing good on houses. When you got a 15,000 seat house and you only have 7,000 people there, you squish them all on one side and you have a camera angle that makes it look packed, but it's half full. And unfortunately, that's a lot of what their Raws have been and a lot of what their SmackDowns have been. Mm-hmm. And it's just because they're oversaturating them with the same people on every show. Yeah. They have someone, and they're letting go a lot of their talent, too, which is sad to see, because a lot of their talent are, are asking an extreme amount of money to work, which providers aren't going to pay, mm-hmm. number one. And number two, they don't know how to work a match. They know how to do a TV show, but they don't know how to wrestle a match. Mm-hmm. And that's a night and day difference. Uh, yeah, no. I, I, had my soap, I had to get my soapbox with him, but I'm a little bit there. No, it's yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine. You gotta you gotta preach sometimes, and also I think our uh, our fans will definitely a- a- appreciate it. Uh, one last thing before we wrap this up, I want to talk about your departure from WCW. You want to just like maybe go into a little bit of detail because I, I you may have touched on it before, but I kind of want to get a little bit more out of that. Uh, what now? About your uh, your departure from WCW. Um. Well, basically, uh, I started there in '95. I actually started there in 90, gosh, it was mid-93. I had my first match February 6th of 1992. I just gra- I hadn't even graduated from college yet. Had my first match. Went and started working some independence for a while. Long story short, a friend of mine had a ring in his karate school, which is in Marietta. The power plant, which wasn't even named that yet, the training facility was down in Jonesboro, Georgia, about a 45-minute ride from Marietta. I had met Sting, uh, Steve Regal, Brad Armstrong, Jake Roberts, uh, John B. Back, a couple of the other guys at Sting and Luger's gym made event fitness. And I just threw out to, to paint one day. I said, dude, a friend of mine's got a ring in the back of his karate school. They're 10 minutes away from here. Would you guys like going and training there and then allow me to work out with y'all? And Paige was like, yeah, <laughs> you know, if we, can, if we can get Regal and some of these guys who can, who can really work with us and train us, heck yeah. And so we got Regal and Brad to help us with our matches and some psychology with Jake the Snake and and just moves and stuff with, with Regal and Armstrong and, and Johnny B. Bat with the food high flying things and stuff like that. So got those guys in there. After a little while of training, uh, and I still worked some independent shows. About a year after that, we went down. Me and Paige put a match together for Jody Hamilton, who was in charge of the on-air booking talent, uh, which is another name for guys who put guys over. Um, brought me in there. We put a match together. We did a match, did some high-flying things, some really cool things. And Jody was like, I mean, we did about a 15-minute match even. And I can still remember Jody's eyes being kind of bugged. He was a master assassin. If, if you don't know who Jody Hamilton was, he was number one. And see that face and hear that voice kind of gave me, you know, goosebumps because it reminded me exactly of him. Because I grew up watching the man. But uh, he goes, I can't promise you anything, kid, but what I can do is put you in good matches so that these guys notice you. And, and so basically, he put me in a match with Steve Regal, put me in a match with uh, Triple H, who you know was Hunter Hearst Helms at the time, part of the Blue Bugs, 
put me in a dark match and a tag match where basically it was up to me to lead the match. I was a, I was a greenhorn. And then put me in a match with a six-man tag with Terry Funk and Arn Anderson and Buckhouse Buck against Tom Sink, Joey Mags, and myself. And I just happened to look really, really good at all those matches. And basically, that's when they started taking me out of some of those matches, short matches, where they would just beat somebody up. Um, I had one match with Ron Simmons where he just gave me nothing but a few punches and kicks and just pretty much destroyed me, which Ron Simmons would pretty much do anyway. But um, put me in matches with Steve Austin where I had a match with him where even Dusty Rhodes came up to me after the match and said, damn, son, I didn't even know who was going to win that match, and I booked the finish. He was, that was an awesome match. And it was about that time is when Arn Anderson pulled me aside and told me to leave because mm-hmm. I was too good to get stuck under. Like he had, that, after that match with Steve Austin, Steve played a bit of a rib on me. He first pulled me aside and said, can you work a headlock? Can, can, can you work an arm out of that? I'm like, yeah. Then he, about 15 minutes later, Sammy Houston was supposed to work the match with him. Sam was coming, so I was taken out. Then Sam wasn't coming, so I was put back in, and Steve pulled me aside and says, Kid, you know how to work your leg. Yeah, okay, I'll get back with you. He comes out to, uh, back to me and says, Hey, let's go back to the arm. And I'm sitting there going back and forth, back and forth, and Steve and I was laughing his, his ass off about this whole thing, because to him it's a joke. To me, I'm scared to death having to work a nine minute match with Steve Austin. You know, nine minutes, that's an entirety for, for a kid like me. And long story short, uh, I put Steve over after the match. He, he come with a stun gun out of nowhere. Now I'm sitting there sucking wind. Nick Patrick is leaning over me going, damn, kid, that was a great match. He goes, who are you? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, exhausted. You know, is what, I, is what I was. And that's when Dusty came up to me afterwards and said, damn, kid. I booked the finish, and I still didn't even know who was going to win that match. Because that was a great, great match. And that's when Arn pulled me aside and said, Kid, you got to get out of here. He goes, you're too good. You're too talented. You're going to get stuck in a bad feeling because Bischoff is going to start taking over. And you will get pushed to the side because you're not a name right now. And if you look at it, I left, went to USWA for eight months, came back, Steve uh, Steve Austin was the first guy to greet me at center stage. Said he had saw some of our matches in USWA on a satellite and was congratulating me and welcoming me to the territory. Two months later, Steve was fired because Eric Bischoff said a guy in black boots and black tights would never draw a dime in this business. Turn around, we got Goldberg wearing black boots and black tights. Turn around, what you got wearing? What you got wearing? Stone Cold Steve Austin wearing black boots and black tights. Two of the biggest million dollar draws in his business. So, intellectually, I definitely got out of there at the right time because Bischoff didn't have a clue what was going on. He was a great businessman when it came to, to meet, sitting down, meeting with, with the brass, about getting something done like a Nitro, a live TV show, and a live Thunder, and and getting expounded to three hours for Nitro, two hours for Thunder, 
the live pay-per-view and that type of thing. But when it came down to wrestling, Bischoff wanted to be his personality in the NWO, and that's what drove the ruining of him. He had no credibility. He let the, in, the inmates run the asylum. And so but it was a great job for me to actually leave there because I left, came back, became one-half world tag team champions, had a short few with Bagwell, had a few with Raven, did my deal with Raven, had a few with Benoit for a while, did my little thing with the mirror, which was which was uh, Bischoff's idea of getting me back, and Terry Taylor's idea of getting me back to being a pretty boy again, which I did not want to do. I wanted to keep the eye patch. But they were like, no, 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 this is what we want to do with you. Make you a pretty boy, put me on a spring stampede against my Q Ripwreck. Then I left there and went to ECW, and Paul Heyman was the first guy to ever sit me down and say, hey, this is what I'm going to do to you for the next six to eight months. RBD, Network, Steve Carino, Tommy Dreamer, against Steve Carino, boom, 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 and it all fell into line. And it was the most amazing thing I ever saw by a guy who ran a company. And I have the utmost respect for Paul Heyman for doing that because he had a mind for wrestling. Now, if it was his wrestling mind and Bischoff's business mind, ECW would still be around. But Bischoff had no mind for wrestling, none at all. And if you look at what they're doing in TNA, all they're doing is regurgitating the NWO, they're regurgitating the Four Horsemen, they're doing everything that they've done in, in WCW all over again. And that's all Bischoff knows. Yeah. But Bischoff knows how to meet with the Spike TV guys to get them to do a live Spike TV two-hour event for the whole summer. Yeah. So that's Bischoff's business side sticking out. But Bischoff doesn't know Disney. He is zero when it comes to wrestling. He didn't even want to be a part of wrestling. He was he was getting burned on your coffee when they decided to make him be an announcer. And they had to make him be an announcer because he wore a tie to work that day and they said, hey, our other guy got arrested for DUI. He's in jail and we need somebody and you got a good look about you. You're a young kid and plus you're wearing a tie. You're going to handle interviews on TV today. And that's how we got on TV. Awesome. Good. Interesting. So that, that's how Bischoff got on TV. He didn't even want to be on it. And now you see him, you know, he, he's all over the TV, and it's pathetic. And it and it just makes you, and I, I watched after the TNA, after they got him off the TV and put him in a, uh, the portal lab, and they dumped, you know, crew all over him and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. What opened the show the very next week? Bischoff getting food dumped all over him. So he wasn't on the program live or in person, but he got himself on the program. Yeah, he, yeah. And when me, when me and Goldberg were talking about him the other day, you know, Goldberg was like, dude, you know he has no friends, don't you? <laughs> like, yeah, that's why he lives in Montana, and he has acres and acres of land, because he has no neighbors, he has no friends, he has business associates who will work with him, but when it comes down to actually counting friends on a hand, his hands are fists because he has none. Nobody likes him. Nobody gets along with him. You uh, know, and, and, I don't, and, and I don't. It's kind of like Brandon a little bit. Yeah. 
Sebastian Lindell. I said it's kind of like Brandon a little bit. No, we do. We de- we definitely appreciate you being on the show, Scotty. Uh, one last question before we wrap up is, you know, you've been all over the place with WCW, ECW, with the territories, everything like that. We have a segment on our show. It's called the Mark Out Moment of the Week, where we completely get, gig- uh, you know, we get, we freak out and go nuts for, you know, something in the world of professional wrestling going on that week. Did you ever have, like, a big Mark Out Moment throughout your career? Yes, I did. It was in Huntsville, Alabama. Me and Mark Bagwell were wrestling Sting and Lex Luger. And not very many fans know, but Sting, Luger, and myself, Bagwell, we traveled together, played golf together, uh, partied together, uh, worked out together, uh, everything you could think of. I mean, I ate at Sting's house, ate at Luger's house. Do their wives very well. Got to know their kids. Marcus was there at the same time. I mean, we were we were a legit four horsemen without the cameras on us and without the limos and the private jets. Basically, you know, we were inseparable. And it was a host of Alabama. Me and Bagwell had to wrestle Sting and Luger. And when Sting's music hit, I actually got goosebumps. And if you look at the match. I walk over to Nick Patrick and I look at him and I said, look at my arm, look at the goosebumps. And he looks at my arm and goes, wow. I said, man, I got goosebumps because of this proud reaction to Sting. I knew how over he was, but until you feel the energy, and this is Huntsville, Alabama, not a big town. There were a couple thousand people there, but it wasn't like, you know, it was probably about a good eight, nine thousand people, but it was incredible the goosebumps that I got. And Marcus was the same way. He goes, I've never wrote this thing either. I've got goosebumps. Ah. So that was my mark out moment. Ah. Wrestling against, wrestling against and Luger. I wrestled against Luger because of times. And Lex was good. Lex was a great guy. Not really the goosebumpish because he was heel face, heel face, heel face. But Sting was always the franchise. He was the hand factor. He was, you know, and when he came out, I legitimately had goosebumps. Ah, oh, that's that's a uh, that's awesome. That's so, a, that was my mark out moment. Awesome, awesome. So when you're all uh, recouped and recovered from all your surgeries and everything like that, is uh, you going to be hitting the uh, independent scene again? You never know. Right now, like I said, me and Marcus have been talking about some things. It should be a few months down the line. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to make any uh, unforeseen promises at the moment. Uh, i got some conventions or stuff that I'm uh, working on. Possibly uh, in August for the NBA Legends and a couple of other things that's in Charlotte and a couple of other things that are along the way the flock might be doing together and maybe the American Males might be doing together. We, we don't know yet about how it's going to work out. But again, it's, it's all going to be dependent upon how Marcus feels up. You know, we got screws and metal in your face. Yeah. You know, there's only so many risks you want to take. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually fractured my arm, my left elbow, uh, the elbow bone in it. It took thir- 13 screws and two steel plates to fix it. Damn. And I was on the phone almost daily with Lex during my rehab time with it, trying to get encouragement from him, and he was a master of encouraging me because, you know, you went through the same thing. There's a motorcycle accident. 
but uh, if I straighten my arms out, my right arm is probably about a good four inches longer than my left arm. And I don't have any cartilage in my left elbow. So there's a lot of uh, work independence. you got to have somebody who's willing to have some liability insurance to be able to take the risk if something happened to the elbow. And there's very, 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 very few independents that will take that risk. And I'm not taking it solely. Yeah. No, absolutely. So, absolutely. You know, everybody goes, oh, wrestling's real. But if you ask my doctor, every injury I had is very real. <laughs> and we try to... It all came from wrestling. Yeah, we try to preach that to everybody every day. So is there any uh, good way for anybody to, like, to contact you if they want to talk to you? I know we have been back and forth numerous times on Twitter. Is that maybe the predominant way to contact you? Right now, that's, that's the only Timberson way to contact me on Twitter with real, R-E-A-L, capital, Scotty Riggs. And then uh, you can also reach me on Facebook, Scotty Riggs. So uh, there's not too many fakes of me out there. I don't think there want to be too many fakes of me. They can't handle the pressure. <laughs> so, uh, you know, when you're keeping a heel like I do, there's very few that can do that. Yeah. There's too many nice guys that are out there trying to fake it and use, you know, they, they try to use curse words and be the Twitter tough guy. And when you're doing that, you know they're not tough. They're pretty much, uh, you know, a, a vagina in their mom's basement typing <laughs> on their computer. So um, when you deal with that, you know, you know that's a joke. Yeah. So uh, those are the two best ways for any of your fans, for any uh, anybody to get in touch with me. And I do my best to answer back as, you know, to follow back and answer back as quickly as possible. So it's all good in the hood. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for sitting down with us today. You know, me, Dave, and Brandon all, all both appreciate it very much. Well, Chris, Dave... And hey, Brandon, you're in the corner with a ball gag in your mouth, but they got tied up. Nothing to do anything. <laughs> Hopefully, you're having a good time. Hopefully, you enjoyed the show. So, just marking out for you, baby. Just marking out for you. Oh, thank you so much. And we're back on Monday Night Nitro. I mean, shit. Okay, hold on. Five, Nitro. five, four. And we are back on Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk. Bye, pro wrestling fans. Thank you very much to Scotty Riggs for interviewing us. Uh, he had a lot of choice words. Brandon, how did it make you feel that Scotty Riggs wanted to talk to you and didn't want to talk to us? It's awesome, brother. And I feel like I could say brother because... He is our brother. Fact. Yeah. Because... We're related. How, how's the ball gag? Is it hurting you? Yeah, yeah, right? It, it tastes like rubber. <laughs> the funny thing is I was watching Pulp Fiction the other day And I, that, that, I immediately thought of you Where um, Bruce Willis and uh, Marcellus What is his name? Marcellus, Marcellus Wallace They're both in there And they both have ball gags in their mouth I was just like Oh my god where's Brandon? Yeah Big Rams Big Rams Alrighty let's get on to Monday Night Raw Monday Night Nitro that could have been a little better. But anyway. Monday, yeah, oh, while well, you're talking about Nitro, that picture, the thundering heat, I love. I know. It was great, I wasn't it? Was and, then, and, then, and then Brandon, Mr. I sit in front of my computer all day. is like, <laughs> yeah, someone saw. Oh, you didn't see that yesterday, I guess, did you? I thought that was funny as yeah, hell. Yeah, I thought you were Dave, though. 
Oh, so it's okay to insult me. Okay. Yeah, because you fucking we we discussed it. Yeah, no, because you're you're like it's like so and then I, and then I commented like, well, I haven't been on my computer all day, and I'm like, he's probably gonna think this is, this is Dave. Yeah, I think that happens like, a lot where we're tweeting back and forth because we, because we have to do dash our initial next to it. Yeah, there's there's times where like like you'll write something about Brandon, and I'll have to give him a call, and be like, that's not me, just so you know, you don't have to attack me. <laughs> yeah, he said that on Monday. I was like, quite frankly, I don't give a shit about what this was saying. I don't remember what it said, but <laughs> yeah. all right, we got All important right. things to go. Oh, yeah. to. So the boss was back. Boss man. Monday night on Raw, Vince McMahon made his return to Monday Night Raw to give Johnny Ace a little uh, evaluation at the end of the show. And they, I loved how they had like the countdown for it and stuff like yeah, that. It's right? like, Thirty-eight minutes until it was, it was an evaluation on his prostate exam. At yeah. least that would be confusing. No, but it was his performance. And to me. Three-hour Monday Night Raw. I guess they're getting prepped up for the uh, thousandth episode to go three hours every week. I thought Vince McMahon stole the entire Raw for me. Oh, I thought he, he made it. Absolutely. I thought he was funny. He, when he came out, he was just he was in such like a a, a jipper mood. Jolly mood. Yeah. Move. I, I I know that we're probably gonna end up mentioning this a little bit later on, but the fact that it's a three-hour Raw, we all I was very skeptical. I they, think everybody was. This was no, honestly I was not. I always this three-hour Raw gave me a lot of um, hope. Yeah, hope. hope. <laughs> What's that word? Shame? No, less shame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. <laughs> but I I'm, I agree with you 110. percent I, I support this now. Yeah, so do I because they were able to do right things. There was a lot of wrestling in the first hour that we mentioned. Lord Tensai and Sheamus in a fan fucking tastic match. For being two big guys, that was a really good match. And I was I heard on the the, the sheets that Tensai was getting praised. Afford. Well, you know oh, what? I feel like a lot of people may not know, actually realize how good he's gotten in Japan. He's really learned a lot. I don't, but I honestly don't think he was bad when he was in WWE. Well, he, he, he wasn't, but he mastered it a little bit better in Japan. Not to, because it's Japan that he mastered it, but he, just, he, really, he really improved on everything that he was before. I, can, I, I think to- the only thing different is that he shaved. Yeah, shaved up. And got tattoos. Nared down. Yeah, nared. Um... But also, it was, and also, they're giving him a lot more character development too, because it looks like he he well, it did he did beat the shit out of Sakamoto. I guess they're yeah. gonna x out that character I, I, and make him more of a badass. I kind of uh, predicted that just because. Oh, excuse well, me, just because the fact that they were both in the ring, and then they were just. It just looked a little bit awkward at the end with them both in the ring and just well, how pushed, they set it up. He pushed Sakamoto away during the entrance. Did he? Well, he pushed him out of the way. Uh, yeah. Because he he's pissed off because of last week getting humiliated by John Cena. Hit like a two-match losing streak. Two yeah. or three matches. So, I mean, of course... But yeah, no, that was great. What what else was in the the? You had that uh, mixed tag team match. Oh yeah, they, which you, you were a fan of. Oh, I love the fact that they have intergender matches now. Like it was, I feel like that's always a lost art that could always play up uh, the crowd very very easily. And was it me or was that crowd on Monday hot? Yeah, very very. That reminded me of Miami for like a stand for for what were they in Hartford? Yeah, yeah. I'm, that, that's, yeah, that was amazing. Honestly, kudos. Uh, if they could keep this up, maintain a three-hour raw with this much this much uh, potential in it, I I see good things. I can't see them ever go doing as well in the ratings though. For some reason, I can't see the ratings increasing. No, I don't see it either. Um, so you had you had Lord Tensai and Sheamus. You had that mixed tag team match with uh, uh, Ricardo Rodriguez and Santino and Beth Phoenix and Layla. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Ricardo Rodriguez, Beth. Um, 
Alberto Del Rio is supposed to go Sunday for the World Heavyweight Championship. That's not happening. Because last week, storyline says that he was given a concussion. He got a concussion from getting a chop from the Great Collie. The real, the real truth to it is last week on SmackDown when he got smashed into the WWE sign, Alberto Dorio suffered a concussion. He's going to be out uh, for it's, an undisclosed amount of time because we don't know. The funny thing is if you reversed it, then I would believe it. Like, uh, yeah, shame it, like absolutely. if you reversed that, I would definitely believe it. But I don't know. Fuck Kali. Fire. When they, when they showed the video clip of him getting concussed with Kali's chops, I was like, I don't – think so yeah but i'm gonna blame it on Kali anyway <laughs> I, I hate the fact i don't know i don't even know why they attempt to build him up because they need they need another big guy i, I mean they're doing they're doing so much that they can with Ry, with ryback and all of his squashes give so hire hire andy levine he's free yeah they, right. they just released him <laughs> well, um got brody lee and eli cottonwood too yeah. well, no, eli I, cottonwood's yeah, gone yeah he's gone from nxt released Mustaches make you look like a man, <laughs> or some shit. Well, I think they just hired Brody Lee because I guess they're taking his place on uh, I would, FCW. I mean, there's many other superstars out there that are um, mid eastern Indian and everything, but that could replace Kali. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I have a little bit the Ginger Mahal. Ginger Mahal. It, it, I'm sorry, Brandon. It's force of habit. No, it's not. San- yes, it is. Sanjay Dutt. It's force of habit to do that. E- even he's, he's not to the capacity that Sanjay, Sanjay Dutt. Sanjay Dutt is an incredible I wrestler. feel like Sanjay yes. Dutt could get over more with the crowd in both and he's areas than Kali. That, he, that's a perfect guy you bring in for that uh, cruiserweight. Team. Exactly. You could put Sanjay Dutt against Sin Cara. I think that could be a good match. I could. could see it. That, that I could see that as well. So we, we need a new number one contender for the World Heavyweight title. You have a fatal uh, four-way elimination match. Jack Swagger, Christian, Dolph Ziggler, and who was the Former fourth? champions. And Swagger, Ziggler, Kali, and Christian. Oh, yeah, Kali was in it. That's yeah. why we were talking about Kali. Yeah. Um, but it turns out, you know, after, you know, a grueling, crazy match, Dolph Ziggler pinning, pinning his tag team partner. Dolph Ziggler is now the new number one contender for the World Heavyweight title. Can we all give a round of applause for this or what? Woo! Very happy about yes. this. He deserves it. Um, why was I, I feel like Kali? They're building up and everything. I know we just ranted about it. I feel like they could have used that spot on somebody else. But uh, former world heavyweight champions. If Randy Orton was there, if he yeah, wasn't suspended, the then he would have probably been the match, and he probably would have won the match. Oh, that, yeah. that was the theme of it. Yeah, former okay, former world heavyweight champion. Gotcha. So we talked about Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon all over the place, um, doing a horrible impersonation of Jr. Uh, Which I thought was in bad taste. Did, 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 did you think it was in bad that. taste or no? I thought There's, it was in terrible taste. I know. I, I have no clue why they do that. I know, like Kevin Kelly, I think. Uh, no, it was probably Mark Madden because Mark Madden yeah. is the oh, yeah, out, outspoken Madden. person on the internet. Yeah, he said that he didn't like it. I honestly, it's wrestling. I don't. This goes back to the Y2J uh, with the flag. I wouldn't read into it no, as much. I think that's different though because it's like they're making fun of him. They're going out of their way to make fun of him. Yeah, but I. We don't know how they are. Like, I mean, they're assholes. Yeah, I mean, especially with the Lillian Garcia stuff, I could. See yeah, that. I could it, see both it's sides. Not as, it's not as bad as Ed Farra. Who? Russo. They were the writer. Oh, oh, yeah. oh for Oklahoma. Yeah, no, that was at bet poor taste. I can't even believe Doctor F did that. Like <laughs> that's like. Hey, I man, guess, you gotta get uh, paid, right? Yeah. You gotta pay me. You gotta get paid. That was good. The uh, interaction that Vince had with—I mean, that was terrible. Uh, the interaction that Vince had with the Funkadactyls, I thought was hilarious. That was funny. And we finally got Zack Ryder on Raw for the first time in uh, seven weeks. Yeah, right. Which I, uh, 
actions speak louder than words sometimes, and I thought that, that was just funny. because That segment just, got over. Yeah, that segment got over big time because of Vince McMahon doing the fist pumping and saying it's catchphrase. He didn't did it, he did it wrong. He did. Oh, yeah. It was, he did a rally fist pump rather than a fucking woo Yeah, he did like an Arsenio Hall. Uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. Dating, <laughs> dating himself. <laughs> Back to that. Um, what else did we have on Monday Night Raw? Oh, Ryback versus Willard Fillmore and Rutherford Hayes. I hope you're Come writing on. down all of these jobbers oh, I, and yeah, keeping see. stars because these are, the, <laughs> Jay Silva is going to have uh, some serious competition this year for Jobber of the Year. Um, so Heath Slater was in a match, and it, it, it wasn't Slater time. It wasn't Slater time. It wasn't Slater time. It was Vader time. Vader, Vader time. Vader. What time Vader. is it? Invader making a huge return to Monday Night Raw, and we we talked about him two that weeks was, ago at PWS. Do you think that he got he somebody caught his uh he caught somebody's eye at PWS? Do you think it's possible? Maybe. I mean, come on now. When was the last time you actually? Yes, but I liked I liked I liked the fact that they were like they used it. And with the thousandth anniversary of Monday yeah. Raw, bringing back all these old stars, and it's not the same guys. It's not Hacksaw Jim Duggan again. It's not that's, you know like that Brooklyn too. Brawler. It's Vader, and he looked great, and he, he worked great. That was a great match. I mean, I was very hesitant because of his balance. You you know that Vader doesn't have great balance. I was just like, please don't tip over or something like that. And he actually put on a good dominating match. Yeah, I, I, I missed those. A lot of that is owed to Heath Slater too. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, definitely. I missed those. I miss seeing those stiff uh, Vader punches where they're using their their lower mid card guys. To put over other guys, whereas Who else like did we see, I was about to ask that too. Um, Damian Demonto. Are they are they going to keep on going with uh, former champions? I don't think they're going to do former. Maybe former main eventers. Max Moon, maybe. Max Moon was never a main event. Oh, he was in the first match. Yeah. I think, no, no, I really the first do match. think it's former. I think main the first eventers. match was Koki Beware and Yokozuna. Can you re-say that name? Koko Beware. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck the Koko. Brandon, do it. Uh, I'm not doing it. Come on! Oh. People like your impressions. No, but yeah. Max, the first match ever on Monday Night Raw. Coco Beware, Yokozuna, Max Moon versus Shawn Michaels was on the card. Oh, I think Mr. the main event was Damien Damien Demanto versus Undertaker. What was it? I'm looking this up right now. I think it was Coco Beware event. versus Yokozuna. I'm pretty sure it was Shawn Michaels versus Max, Max Moon. Uh... Slap, uh, slap it. No, because I already looked at it. And uh, it's uh, Co- Yokozuna versus Coco Beware. Uh, and, they, and they bring him back. Yo, fuck that. Um, He's going to fucking stink face people. I miss Yokozuna. Coco Beware back. Um, I miss Yokozuna too. I, I, I don't know what kind of see one, two, three kid coming out. But I he, would love no, because he still has kind of loose connections with. He the does, but I, I never saw him as a main eventer like that, like a Vader. But that status. was a huge moment in Monday Night Raw history. Oh yeah, when he went over Razor Ramon, he was my but favorite is he, wrestler. Is he when allowed I to wrestle because he has hepatitis? Who one, two, three mm. kid? Yeah. Um, he really? I'm sure. I'm sure he can. No, they're they're really. Like that's a, I think that was like a big reason why like, Bob Board, uh, Bob Orton still had his got attacked. Yeah, well, I guess Undertaker they never was fucking pissed. Well, I mean, no, no, I recently, reading. but I mean, they also didn't show him getting attacked oh, on yeah. TV. Oh yeah, I thought you meant no, no, no. Oh yeah, no, that was big. Wait, Xbox X- X- has hepatitis, really? I I, don't, I, I can't so, confirm yeah. that. Maybe Brandon knows I a think, little bit more. No, I think. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Maybe you know. <laughs> you know, I would like to see them maybe do a tag team match with. Uh, 
some some tag team that'd be and, cool. and the it's, New Age Outlaws. That'd be but cool. I don't think they're. I don't think they can. It's obviously in single matches, but I, but I don't I, think they're gonna bring back uh, Billy though. I think I heard he was in really bad terms with Hunter and stuff like that. Was he? Really? Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess some, some like shoot interview or something that he did. That nah, got back shoot, to shoot like, interviews. Right I feel like people now. can just say shit and start shit just. For the money, for the payday. Dude, Road Dog was right there beside him. Yeah, they were. Bring back Kedrick in London. That's they. Uh, they were no, more. They actually just came out with a new shoot interview. I know. Of course, stoned as fuck. No, who? Um, honestly, what about like Marty Janetti? Marty Janetti and Trail Michaels. No, 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 not Trail Michaels. Just Marty Janetti. I would like to see that. I don't know. Yeah, I like I like Brandy's idea of a Michaels tag team. Is probably going to get beat up on. What What kind of a tag team would you bring back for this though? Like something that's made up besides New York was Money Incorporated. Oh, hell no. Why not? They were awesome. I, could, I was, I could I was IRS when I was in like second grade for Halloween. Oh, imagine Steiner Brothers. I'd fucking pop the, like, that would, that would be, be awesome. Wouldn't make it to the, they wouldn't be able to make it in the ring. That would be awesome, the, the, the Listen, Steiner Brothers. Uh, you know who I, who I would love to like see? In like vintage attire where Scott Steiner wears like a, a wig. Myself. Dark wig. All right, what would you like to see, Brandon? <laughs> Ken Shamrock. Okay. Uh, all right. Like, like, are we going to see Ryan Shamrock too? No, no she's a stripper, I think now, or she was a stripper. Now she's doing I think porn she, or something. Yeah. Oh, she's wrestling still, or she's still valet. Yeah, she, she used is. To, she was a valet for X Pac in the Triple A, maybe. I forgot where. But MLL. One of those Mexican. I don't. So pretty much you're going all over the place with these predictions and stuff. I think I, it's listen. I think these are more attitude error guys yeah, based off absolutely. the game. So bring I, back, bring back the nation of domination. I don't, I don't think Vader's really attitude error, oh, though. I feel like he's more because my my memories of him come with like him and Jim uh, James Cornette. Uh, James Cornette. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, Vader memories are Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Triple H, Goldust, Gorilla Monsoon, Goldust. Uh, I remember him with Gorilla Mankind. Monsoon. But, like, he did have his stint in the Attitude Era because I know him. Yeah. But, I mean, he had, a, he had a quick little cup of coffee with uh, Coach. When Coach came out with him and, yeah. I think, Goldust, right. right? Which was fucking horrible. I know, where he fell out of the ring. That was, like, that's when he looked fucking horrible. So that's yeah. why I didn't know what to expect from him. But now he's in good shape. So pretty much we're all... great shape. I, I want to be surprised. I was surprised yeah. with Vader. The thing that I loved, I avoided, I avoided all the dirt sheets. I didn't even know about this. I, but apparently it was up on the dirt sheets and everything. I had no idea. And even when people wrote into us saying, like, Vader, I'm like, wow. I was how like, do why you... the fuck are people thinking Vader? Exactly. I then, from like, I thought saying... maybe Heath Slater mentioned it or something I'm playing. That. I'm going to play it at the end of the show this week, how we normally do, like, the like the random talks about us. Uh-huh. My, my friend John... Uh, called me Monday night. I fell asleep. I was exhausted. You know, as I said, long. Yeah, I tried calling you pot to fucking mark out to you. Yeah, long, long weekend, and he called me and he left me a voicemail, just freaking out over Vader. I'm gonna play. It's gonna be played at the end of the show. Um, and it was actually pretty funny. I woke up Fitzroy? the next. Fitzroy. Yeah, Fitzroy. Uh, that's funny. But yeah, no. So Vader, it, it's amazing because we're talking more about Vader right now than we are everything else that's going on in but, WWE. I mean, he trended in everything. This blew him. I I really hope that they keep on surprising us. I don't want to see. What kind of shit see... was that though? Tenside did a fucking Vader bomb, and then Vader did the Vader bomb. Ah, uh, maybe a possible feud in the future. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I I just want to keep on being surprised. I want to see people that we haven't seen on WWE TV in a long time, such as Vader, come out and just shock shock us. That's all I want. Shock but, like, if you look at it, who are the main eventers that they shocker. could actually get to make you pop? It's like Sid. 
Was Sid attitude? I think one of his things. Sid wasn't in that. I don't. I don't consider it attitude, but like. I don't want to. I, I don't know. I I'm, think it was also WCW, like it's wrestling main event, well, not the, WWE. The thing is with Sid, I would love to, but on the other hand, he really tainted hey. his view in my eyes. They can always get Jay Lethal to come at Sid. His view yeah, in right? my eyes? Are you serious? Dude? Yeah, I know, but still, I. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. All right, let, let's get off Vader for now because there's other things to talk about. You know, we spoke about one mixed gender tag team match happening. There was another pseudo kind of mixed gender tag team match happening. With CM Punk teaming up with AJ to face Daniel Bryan and Kane. The I bi- loved it. The big X factor in this whole match is AJ because she's just nuts. And I like I loved it for what is it? The past two months, month and a half, she's been such a big impact in this storyline. Yeah, and it's it's perfect for her. And the fact that she now made out with Kane. It's just I, I love that When she got tagged him She started skipping around Kane And then just jumped Right into his Well I, Dude she's a fucking Pokemon I tweeted that out yeah. I was like <laughs> That was so Pokemon of her Um I, I, I mentioned this earlier in the show. There was a, a video that Garrick from Ring Rope Rebellion uh, tweeted out. Go follow him at Ring Rope Garrick. Um, it was a picture of CM Punk getting a kiss on the cheek, and it says, kiss on the cheek. Then Daniel Bryan and AJ actually really kissing. It says, normal kiss. And then it had AJ shraddled on Kane, looking dead in his eyes with a smile on his face, and it said, in quotes, let's have sex. It's, and that's the only way. She just looking at us. So let's, I want your fiery tombstone in the seventh layer of my hell. Pretend I am Katie Vick. Just get yeah. the, f- just fuck me. I honestly I cannot. I'm Please looking forward to this at match. The end of the show. Yeah, right. No, that's well, staying in the show. In this show. <laughs> yeah. But I, I like the fact that she also stayed in the ring, like just cross uh, legs crossed and sitting in the center of the ring, kind of like Jericho ish. But well, that's like punkish. Yeah, uh, punkish, but still, uh, kind of had a little. I don't know. Think about her. Yeah, she, she, she's crazy. Yeah, did you, I like did you cut that and make that in my ringtone. What? The pretend I'm Katie Vick and fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> if you want, I'll uh, I'll do that for you, Brandon. So, all right, where do you think this is gonna go? We'll talk How? about that when we get to prediction time. Ah, this is, I can't. I'm so eager. I know because we have to talk about other things. We have to yes. talk about the big show. The big show was big show and McMahon ran this entire. Monday Night Raw with Big Show beating up R-Truth who apparently has a broken foot so it was a way to kind of cut him out. Yeah, the curse, so, curse of uh, Kofi lives on. Yeah, yeah, forget about the Madden curse. Yeah, right? Yeah, right. Um, so that, then Kofi Kingston, his tag team partner, gets beat up by Big Show in a cage. Completely and utterly destroyed. In a good match too. Yeah, I, like I thought it was good. good I thought Big Show sold that trouble in paradise that oh. came out of nowhere. Like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. Dude, Kofi Rhodes, I mean, Kofi Kingston was on top of the cage <laughs> match. He could have on top of the cell, he could have climbed down and said he just jumped off. Big Show's really looking very light on his feet recently, and yeah. I'm really I'm digging well, he it. like boxes and stuff like that too. Does so he? He, gotta he, be, eats, he, gotta he eats Philadelphia cream cheese, our sponsor of the week. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Imagine, I, I'm, 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 I'm a, so a Tempty cream cheese guy. Sorry, Brandon. Oh, I, I like Tempty also, but I, I like Philadelphia. What did I have at, at brunch the other day? I had it was a cinnamon walnut raisin cream cheese. Blew my mind. Blew my mind. Boom. So Big Show was running house over everything, and then he ran house on the firing of John Laurinaitis. Because just as John Laurinaitis was about to get fired, you have Big Show come out, state his case, knock out McMahon. Yeah, run some interference. Uh, come on. Well, don't forget, Cena came out too. Yeah, Cena came out yeah. too, so you had all the but parties involved. I thought you said all the Hardys. I was like, what? What? The Hardys? I was like, I'd mark but, out about that. Imagine yeah, they bring Matt Hardy too, back. If Matt Hardy came out and fucking wrestled, I'd be like, oh... 
my god. I I like this. I like the end of it. All right. no, no, no. This is what can we can we actually say Vince McMahon was knocked out? We saw the camera angle. Come on. No, we can't really say that. No, you can't say that. But you have. <laughs> the, to... But the other camera angle that they're using for the footage looks good. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's all that you need. I, I, but then we didn't even get into uh, the stipulation. Apparently, if uh, Big Show loses, Johnny Ace will be fired. And if and then it, they say on SmackDown because it's this is this is mid being aired on Saturday. Oh, it doesn't spoilers! Matter. Uh, if John Cena loses, he's fired. Ooh. John so, Cena will be fired? Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> this is going to be crazy. What about a new corporation? What if, You said this the other day. I know. I, I wanted to say it on the air. What do you think if Vince McMahon actually joins forces with John Laurinaitis? No. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, imagine if that happens. If somehow I say Brock Lesnar comes out. Yeah? Let's get into it now, guys. We're done with Monday Night Raw. It's prediction time. <laughs> WWE No Way Out being held from the home of WrestleMania 29. NWO. Right in the Meadowlands at the IZOT Center. It won't be at yeah, NWO. And it was funny too, on this morning on WWE.com they had a video they had a post about um No Way Out when the NWO debuted. Yeah. Which was crazy. It's funny that nobody really caught on to it with the NWO. Like no way yeah. out NWO. Hold on to that. No, somebody said somebody said on Twitter the other day, like when everybody mentions no way out as NWO, I mark out because yeah. I think it's actually the NWO. <laughs> I think we have to like to, to sell our T-shirts. I was thinking about this. We have to do like one of those NWO. I think uh, that's was, not your idea. No, it wasn't. Yeah, I somebody, wasn't our idea. Somebody but spoke I about was, this I was, earlier. Yeah, uh, Raid Show Stealer said no. I, I was going to give him credit. Where credit is due. Didn't let me finish. Raid Show Stealer said that we should make like an NWO style like buy the T-shirt. I wanted, I wanted to do that from the start. From like the start. How we did, yeah, from the start. I'm a dishwasher. <laughs> They're so fucked up. Yeah, all right. But anyway, uh, you start off No Way Out with a YouTube exclusive. It's going to be Brodus Clay versus David Otunga. It's going to be. Bro- not making ratings. Uh, it's going to be a Brodus Clay squash match. It's yeah, also Facebook say. and on WWE.com. I know, they're but they, they're, the they're hyping it. The yeah, it, but they're no, hyping it. You know, it I be- could actually see David Otunga winning that. Um, nope. I'm going Brodus Clay. Of course. You don't think so? No. I'm going to go Brodus Clay, too, then. Especially on a pre-show. I can't see David Utunga going over. No, I, I don't see it either. Uh, this this just announced, actually, yesterday. Santino Morello will be facing off against Ricardo Rodriguez in a tuxedo match. I believe we haven't... When was the last time we've seen this? Is there... 2000, I think? No, no. We, I well, we saw one in 2002. Wasn't uh, sure. Howard Finkel in one? Howard, Howard Finkel, Finkel, I think, was in, like, every one. Yeah. Garcia. I remember him versus Harvey Whippleman, I feel like. Yeah. Howard Finkel fought Lillian Garcia in one, I think. It was an evening so we have gown one, match. And, we, uh, we have one versus Lillian Garcia. Then we have one versus possibly Harvey Whippleman. I don't know. I'm looking, gonna, I'm looking into it right now. While you look into it, I'm going to predict that Santino goes over in this match. Santino will win the tuxedo match. Do you think that, though? Like, there um, has to be a reason why they're putting... I Ricardo can't really Rodriguez. see because it's Rodriguez. It's Ricardo's gimmick. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I can't see Ricardo winning. I just can't. Santino, Santino's going to win, and he's going to reveal another Justin Bieber shirt or something embarrassing. There we go. Justin Bieber boxers. All right. So you're saying Santino as well? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it doesn't say when the last time there was one in this article. All right. We'll we'll look it up. We're men of our word. Uh, right. The Divas Championship will be on the line with Layla defends against Beth Phoenix. I'm saying Beth Phoenix is winning. Because uh, this is it. This yeah, is I'm going Beth Phoenix. It's got a, the feud that we've all been waiting for. Got to start up soon. Yep. 
I'm gonna stick with. What are you gonna stick with? I was gonna say Layla, but I mean, she really hasn't been on television, so yeah, she really hasn't. Nah. I'm. I guess Beth Phoenix. Even though she was on Raw, right, Brandon? She was. Uh, the Intercontinental title will be on the line when the champion Christian defends against the not seen on Monday Night Raw Cody Rhodes because apparently Cody is uh, on a uh, press tour in Turkey or somewhere in the Middle East. Hopefully he gets back uh, in time. This is a tough one. I'll call this one first. I'm, okay. going, I'm going Christian. I think Cody Rhodes is time for him to get that uh, championship push. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to go with Christian. All right, yeah. I'm going to go with Christian. Yeah. I'm just oh, Chi, what's going on, Chi? <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs> I'm taking the summer off. <laughs> the WWE Championship will be defended because I know Dave. Dave's going to be the first one to do this. CM Punk, the champion, will be facing against Kane and our main man, Debray. I'm going Debray. Really? I think AJ is going to help out, help Debray get the victory. Just gonna fuck Kane up. I'm going D. Bry also. I think this is it because. <laughs> so why are you so surprised when he picked it? I don't know. I thought he'd pick Kane because I just want to do the D. Bry at Monday Night Raw on Monday, the day fact after he wins t- the title. Fact: We did the D. Bry on the dance floor. Oh yeah. Um, there was a lot of rumors speculating it. I will say that oh, wait, I we can, we and can I was, talk about this after. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All we'll right. talk about it after. Um, I'm going with CM Punk. Okay. All right. With the assistance of AJ or no. I, like I, where, since you're going with CM Punk, where do you feel AJ will fit in and on the match? Uh, quite well. Oh, thanks. <laughs> she's gonna fit. Yeah, she's gonna fit in no, quite no, well. No. And, and I have to add this fact that WWE just tweeted out earlier today. Since last year's No Way Out, there wasn't the a No w- Way Out last year. I thought. Brandon. No. Oh, since the last No Way Out. Then, oh, not last year. which was in 2009. There has been 21. Title changes Holy for the shit. WWE Championship. Yeah, Shawn Michaels defeated JBL in an all or nothing match. Edge wins the World Heavyweight title in the Elimination Chamber. Triple H wins the WWE Championship Elimination Chamber. Randy Orton defeats Shane McMahon. Wow, that's really. And Saliva returns to rock the WWE Universe. <laughs> oh, Saliva! Oh, shit. All right, all right. Continuing on with uh, predictions. Uh, the World Heavyweight Championship will be defended on the line. The new number one contender, the show-off, Dolph Ziggler, will be facing against Sheamus. Sheamus. <sighs> I don't want to go with Think Sheamus. Think about it. It's Sheamus. I'm think going Okay, think, think, think about it. Why? Give me your logic, Brandon. Because it was... Dolph Ziggler versus Sheamus. <clears throat> I mean, it was Alberto Del Rio versus Sheamus. Del Rio got injured. Boom. Oh, no. But there's a lot more X factors here because there's there could be the involvement of Vicky Guerrero. There could be involvement of Jack Swagger. Goldberg can come out. We don't know. Goldberg can come out. Yeah, he fuck. can come out. I'm going. I'm going Ziggler just because I. I'm going Ziggler too. I think that it's time that okay. as we all. Just like last year, the start of the summer, we had brand new champions to bring in that summer. I feel like this year we're gonna have the same exact thing: sweep of new champions. I think we're gonna have Ziggler. I All would right. mark the fuck out if that happened. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I know. So would I. I would be very excited if uh, he did win. All right, and then we have the steel cage match because there's no way out of a steel cage besides over the top or making your person pin or submit. John Cena versus The Big Show. Big implications are implied. If John Cena wins, 
Big Show has to fire John Laurinaitis. If jo- if Big Show wins, John Cena's fired. See, this is this is where dead air is acceptable, I think, Gabe. I think you said John uh, Big Show twice. Whatever, fuck it. You know what I mean. I think I'm gonna go. I'm going with Big Show. John Cena's gonna be fired. Yeah, I think John Cena's gonna be fired. Look how long he's been on the road for. I feel like give him a little bit of vacation time. What? I feel like John I don't think Cena's I don't think John be- Cena wants a little bit of vacation night, yeah. vacation time with all the personal problems that are going on in his life right now. Yeah, I well, think- he may need it to take the Did time it- off to take care of all that business too. Because I don't, I, don't want, it- I really don't want to talk oh, yeah, about that subject. True. It's a little bit more. I was right. Harvey Whippleman and uh, Howard Finkel Raw in 1995. That wasn't the last one. No, no, that wasn't the last one. But I was just saying, uh, you had Howard Finkel versus Tony Schimmel, Hornswoggle versus Chavo in 2009. Schimmel. Schimmel. It's Schimmel. Tony Schimmel. 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 It's not Schimmel. You don't sh when you say it. Schimmel. Schimmel. If anything, it's Tony Schimmel. Schimmel. Tony Schimmel. All right. No, I was looking on a Bleacher Report. They have okay. like the top seven, I think, or top ten uh, best tuxedo matches. Okay. They, they um, had like Hacksaw Jim Duggan on there. Paul, uh, Paul, Paulie Dangerously versus uh, Jim Cornette, I think. All right. We'll so see. what? Well, who do we go. think? Brandon, who do you think is going to win? I'm going to go with a no contest. No contest. Or something. Yeah. How, I still well, how would you get it going no- how would you get a no contest in this matchup? Somebody Brock Lesnar comes in and fucks shit up. Yeah. Regardless, we're both laying the ring or the cage. But yeah, or maybe they both step out at the same time. You know what? I would really like to see, as I've mentioned before, John Cena get fired and John Cena get rehired by Vince McMahon and Vince McMahon and uh, Johnny Ace and John Cena have their own thing going. I mean, you want to see a heel turn. You I want just the, want to see the heel turn. The CHL. Going into the summer, I feel like this is a good time for that heel turn. It's not happening, Dave. I know. It's, and I everybody, like every, listen, everybody listening, it's not happening. I feel like every other pay-per-view rabble, for rabble, me rabble, is a rabble, perfect... Rabble. I feel like every t- other... Yeah, rabble, rabble, rabble. All right, fuck it. <laughs> okay, I feel no, like just, every other pay-per-view... You, fuck idiot. you. I feel like every other pay-per-view is a perfect time to turn a Cena heel. So why is this any different? WrestleMania 29. Extreme. No way out. The one before, no way out. Just keep on naming pay-per-views that you actually remember, Brandon. Bash (laughs) at the Beach. (laughs) Halloween Havoc. Yo, that was the sickest pay-per-view ever. Listen, listen. Just because of the imagery. I like Bash at the Beach the most. Okay, Brandon, go. (laughs) If John Cena loses, it'll be Vince McMahon rehiring back, and that will lead to a match at SummerSlam. Between Vince McMahon and John Cena versus John Laurinaitis and Big Show. I cannot see that at all. I cannot see John Cena being in two back-to-back tag team matches for at uh, SummerSlams. What was, what, what was last year? year? Last year, it was him and The Rock. No, that was Survivor Series. Oh, I thought that Man was SummerSlam. Yeah, Hugely roasted. <laughs> yeah, we whatever. went to that. Yeah, I didn't remember no if we went to Survivor Series or SummerSlam. It was cold outside. <laughs> I don't remember. I got Damn. slammed on my head so many times from fucking wrestling. I, I don't remember shit. <laughs> Who's wrestling and why are you fucking him? <laughs> well, Brandon, truth be told, we had a pretty good match last night. Shut, we're wow, that's just fucked up. Well, um, that's a well weird, Brandon Brandon came out earlier. So, I, said I mean, we're we might as well. Cousins, you heard that? <laughs> We're that they fucking cousins. All right. Um, I Hashtag Brendan's fucking cousin. I say no, I'm going to go with John funny. Cena. John Cena. John Cena. Also, Triple H is going to be at No Way Out. 
maybe oh, making some regards against Brock Lesnar. So Brock Lesnar is going to be in the house for something. So you really think that all right, Triple H is going to be there? You think that Brock Lesnar is going to be involved with Triple H, and then he'll come back out and be involved with the main event? Yeah, two times. Yeah, double dose. Yeah, it, you know, it was, it was supposed throw. to be Raw featuring Brock Lesnar, right? Yeah, on the one thousandth. I can't even say one thousandth episode of Monday Night Raw. Guaranteed, Shawn Michaels getting beat down by Brock Lesnar. Who's getting beat down? I'm sorry, you're cutting out. Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Why Shawn Michaels? Because he's going to be there, and it's a huge way to get Brock Lesnar versus Triple H to WrestleMania. No, it's going to be Brock Lesnar versus Triple H at SummerSlam. Or whatever SummerSlam. Yeah, jeez, you guys don't know your pay per views today. Well, I said WrestleMania picking. Maybe it'll be. Maybe that maybe he'll cover up his mistake. Maybe that's going to happen. Undertaker will fucking want to avenge Shawn Michaels. I think he's just rambling right now. Yeah. Are you drunk? (laughs) Dude, I would write the fucking shit out of this. WrestleMania, they'll match. All right. Well, we'll see on Sunday how this goes. You know, if anything else gets gets posted while the pay-per-view is going on, we'll definitely uh, give a prediction on that. But right now, let's get into... What? Hashtag Muffins and Rex or Rex and all. You're babbling right now. Good. Jeez. Wait, let's talk about NXT. That's right. We have to talk about NXT anyway. It was the. (laughs) You know what? We'll talk about NXT next week. No. Because I don't. We gotta talk about it this week. All right. It was the last week of NXT. Yes. Last week of NXT. They had actually really good matches. Last week of NXT Redemption. Redemption. Season 5 down. Season 6 starts. So now this new is supposed to be FCW related and everything like that. Is this it's, actually competition now? I don't think so. No. I think it's just like the it's new. I think it's just like the new breed. And I'm not talking about Elijah Burke and Marcus Corvon and Matt Stryker. I'm like talking about like it's just, it's gonna be it's gonna be competitive. But I think it's gonna be like a micro microcosm of what the Ooh. WWE universe is. They're, I know they're filming it. SAT word. What? Me? No, they're filming it at full sale in Orlando, mm-hmm. so that way the FCW guys don't have to travel, and they're also going to have some big names. Apparently, like, um, don't shame. Sh- yeah, apparently, like Sheamus is supposed to be there and stuff like that. And they're going to have bigger names on it. As well. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not reading any of the spoilers or anything like that. I want to look into it. We get wrestling. We get wrestling, and there's going to be a lot of good guys that we've been talking about for yeah. a while that are going to be on there that are ready for the big time. I just what the fuck happens to Hawkins and Rex? They go to they, SmackDown and yeah, help build up that tag team division. I mean, they've been improving so much. Plus, come on, they have matching fucking gear. Yeah. yeah. Come on, I'm all about matching fucking gear. Hell yeah. All right, so, can we, so it's going to be exciting. We'll talk about it next week in full detail. Can we get the channels plugs now? Brandon, is that all right with you? I guess. All right, channels plugs. Shameless plugs. All right, we're going to start Shameless Plugs off with Ashley Massaro. Go follow her. She's actually going to be at PWS Pro Wrestling Syndicate September 14th in Rahway, New Jersey. She is the 2005 Diva Search winner and a Playboy Playmate. Go follow her at Ashley Massaro 11. Brandon is bringing his uh, Playboy. Yeah, Brandon's going to bring her Playboy. And get it signed. Yeah. All right. Even with the sticky pages. Also, go follow Answer the 10. At Answer the 10. They actually answered 10 of your questions in 30 minutes on their podcast. They got a Facebook group, facebook.com slash Answer the 10. It features at Tommy Gunn underscore heel. You can listen to all of their podcasts, them, 3 Count Radio and Heel Tactics at 3CountRadio.blogspot.com. Go check them out. And last but not least, 
Derek Bateman. Go follow him at Derek WWE. As we just mentioned about NXT, he had a great tag team match with him tagging with Percy Watson versus Rex and Hawkins. Oh, yeah. Good, very, very good match. Great. I missed tag team action like this one. Yeah. So go follow all of them. It, yeah, it should, it should be good. And Derek Bateman tweeted us the other day, randomly. Yeah, he follows us on somebody else's account no, probably. No, it's because he was looking at the hashtag. What was the hashtag? Yellow ropes forever. Yeah, but that and was NXT. like that was like two days after it was no, it actual uh, trending. No, it wasn't. No, a day wasn't. after it trending. No, it wasn't. Go, go SD. Whatever. Now it's time for Chris's match of the week because I'm just going to include Chris's it. match of the week. Yeah, I'm just going to include it, include it in shameless plugs because <laughs> we're shamelessly plugging a great match to watch. And since it's about you know we talked about a year a year ago with uh, Destination X and Austin Aries coming in, it's also been a uh, almost a year since we've gotten the old pipe bomb. Promo pipe bomb. So this week's match of the week is John Cena versus CM Punk from Money in the Bank. Is that sh- what kind of I want to say changed the landscape? It did of WWE and CM Punk's pretty much been champion for like since then, except for, like, except for like two months. My pipe bombs are actual pipe bombs. Yeah, there we go. So uh, go check that out. You can find it probably on the internet somewhere if you want to legally download it, or go to your random uh, FYEs or I'll, uh, I'll try to find it Best on YouTube Buy. and post it to you guys on Facebook. You got to start posting Twitter. them, dude. All these matches. Some of them are difficult to find. Good, like the Chikara matches. I mean, come you, on now. You can just post podcast go goes. Yeah, right. Those are good too. All right, Brandon, who are you shouting out? friend of mine said the other day that Barack Obama was president. I said, I can't believe this. Brandon's got shout out. Okay, first one. At Ryan CM, not 1992. You guys got that? Ryan CM, 1992? Yes. Yes. Okay, you said not. On Twitter. Gets a shout out. Over the weekend, he attended Slammiversary Fan Fest and managed to get us a couple of wrestlers to do bumpers. Which was Uh, very awesome. Yeah, it doesn't get much cooler than that. We appreciate that. Yeah, man. Yeah, if anybody ever goes to an event, to gets a chance to meet anybody, if you want to record a bumper, do it up. Or a video of saying that women want Brandon likes fisting. Yeah. And just so you know, it doesn't have to, if the video quality, as long as the audio is good, that's all that matters. Yeah, because I'm an audio expertise. Exactly. Chris will uh, fandango it. Really? He'll, I, I fandangled my tickets for the Dark Knight Rises the other day. There you go. Yeah. Ooh. Fuck you. Yeah, Eric texted me about that. Tower heist. All right. Was Continue a great on. Continue. Time to get a little country for this one. Uh, Redneck Island CMT away. gets this one. Uh, it's hosted by Stone Cold Steve Austin and based off the first episode. It's going to be a fun show. I actually like I watched this. I thought it was awesome. Come yeah, on, like dude, that's like, it's I like, want to find a girl like that. I want that girl over there. She's pretty. No, it was legit awesome. They, they, they marked out when Stone Cold got off that boat. Yeah, that was I was just fun. like the only people that would mark out for Stone Cold is wrestling fans and a bunch of rednecks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brandon, third. He forgot well, it. This one, this one's breaking kayfabe. Yeah, breaking kayfabe. Hell yeah, we are Team Reynolds. Hashtag Team Reynolds. But I have to mention MYWC, Ref Forge, and Jason Linick, who are who is the MYWC sign guy. We'll have a Forge one two three shirt being sold for charity uh the charity is i mean the shirt is made by spectrum designs of port washington which is part of the nicholas foundation they employ and help autistic adults uh can i i can i correct you there it's adults with autism you can't put the disease before the person okay sorry about that why not 
just continue. It's just continue, they, continue. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all profits from the shirts will be split between them, the Long Island chapter of Autism Speaks, and the Babylon Breast Cancer Coalition. Uh, they're going to be $20, and they'll be available to purchase through NYWC. And you can check out the individual websites for the charities at ncfautism.org, spectrumdesigns.org, and babylonbreastcancer.org. It's um, when Brandon came to this, he's like, "Oh, there's a Forge three, uh, Forge one two shirt." I'm like, "All right, that's cool." But then he explained like everything that's going on with it, and I this has my full support. Rachel, my my wife, yep, gotta drop that one in there. Uh, works with no ch- longer fiance. Yeah, no longer fiance, right? Crazy. Um, works with children who have autism. She works in a school that's designed specifically for children with autism. And I told her about this, and she kind of hates hearing sometimes about all the wrestling shit, especially like more of the independent stuff. But she was just like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, they're doing a shirt. It's going to be for autism. She popped up big time. She's like, get one. I'm like, all right, let's get that money out of the bank out and get a, a shirt. But honestly, it's for a great cause. Um, you know, we, we've mentioned Dave working with the Special Olympics. I know Dave is behind this. Yeah, games for the on TV. the games, games for the physically challenged. Yeah, yeah. So it's it, all three of us. It's for a great cause. Got to give it up to Ref Forge too for, uh, you know, getting this going. Now he gets and his all, own shirt. All of the proceeds are going to charity. All the proceeds. Nothing is going back to Ref Forge, no. which is awesome. So definitely go check those out. We'll definitely post the links on the Facebook, on the Twitter, on the website, everything like that. But now it's time for, for Cheeks. Our. Mark out moment of the week. Brandon, you got to take this one because our conversation we had the other day about Take it, it home. Good. Okay. So basically I went to a wedding on Sunday. Yeah, whose wedding really? was it? <laughs> Hashtag Chris and Rachel's wedding. And uh, apparently at weddings they make grand entrances. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't expecting it to be this at all. But all of a sudden – Enter Sandman hits. The fucking wall spins around. There's a huge entrance video screen behind them with a fucking heart that says Chris and Rachel. And it was just Sandman's music playing, but apparently they did it for fucking Mariana Rivera. That's right. But, oh, I didn't even think about Rivera. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I'm right. such a fucking mark. <laughs> but, dude, I, my fucking smile was from literally ear to ear. I said to Foley, I was like, Hashtag I feel like Foley. I need a beer. I like, where's Chris's kendo stick? I yeah, need right. a beer right now. <laughs> it was, yeah, and all I have to say is that that was not my idea. My original idea is I wanted to come out to DX's theme music, and she was all gung-ho about it. And then one day she's like, hey, why don't we come with the same man? I'm like, salt, fine. Awesome. I didn't even think about Rivera. Honestly, I was marked. Honestly, man. like I was marking out as we were like turning in that like. That's awesome. In the, the carousel thing, I'm like, I'm sitting there, Rachel. I'm like, this is awesome. This is awesome. This is I awesome. Don't even think, I really don't even think Chris realized he came out with like his arm bent as if he had a fucking Singapore cane in his hand. <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I, I I was marking out to like all the other like bridesmaids and uh, gr- I don't know, groom groomsmaids. Groomsmen, yes. Yeah, whatever. I, I was like marking hey, out for them. I was just like, oh my god, Sandman. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. 
Yeah, it was. It was. It was a great time. Uh, I have to admit, yeah, everybody. A lot of woos. A lot the, of the best man speech. There was a lot of woos. Yeah, but no one realized that it was woos because it was Ric Flair. Oh, I knew it was a woo. I was woo. There was a couple of woo woo woos too. There was a lot of fist pumping. I did pumping. a woo 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 on my entrance. There was every day a muscle. Yeah, there was yeah. every day a muscle. Big O, on the Big o was uh, dancing the horror. Yeah, horror. it was. It was. It was pretty awesome. Everybody that came had a, had a fucking great time. And hell yeah, I'm more than happy to be a married man. What? Oh yeah, Brandon got forced on the dance floor. I got coerced into dance. Yeah, big big O dragged Brandon onto the dance yeah. floor. Yeah, and then my, my my three sisters and my mom were all like dancing up on Brandon. It was pretty hilarious. They were all up on I that shit. I don't remember any of that, and I wish I could. Because he was and, wasted. And, and, there, and there, yeah, Brandon. He was chocolate wasted. <laughs> no, because it was so fucking embarrassing. And it's on video. What's great is he, Brandon's getting dragged up. He's just like, don't do this to me. Don't do this. Don't do like, this. No. You don't have to do I this. Like, I don't want to do this. Don't do no, this. No, no, big O came up to me. I was like, please don't do this to me. He's dragging me. I was like, stop. Please don't do this to me. Stop. Juan's dragging me and shit. And then the fucking bridal party run up to me, drag me on. I'm like, no, no, please stop. Please stop. <laughs> Imagine if Brandon just shat himself <laughs> as he was like, getting dragged on stage. And, and, He's like, please it's funny stop. I have to fart. Call Me Maybe was playing. And That's why we had to bring you up. Come on. And it just got like, it was just, it fits so perfectly in sync. I was like, and this is bullshit instead of saying and this is crazy but it was bullshit and Chris's mom was dancing with me is there any way to post a video of that and post his uh, the blue dragon no, I could probably I could probably edit out his face. I don't know. Garrick Garrick Ringo from Bell can be, maybe help us with that. So maybe superimpose. I mean, I'm a good editor, but I'm not as good as Garrick. Putting oh, no. a hashtag Doug match. Slapping my face. Oh like yeah, we mother. we also got to give props to Doug from Ring Rope. Yeah, he's having, his, to the ring. he's having his first match in seven years ago in Texas this weekend. Yeah, props Houston, to him. Texas. So good luck, buddy. Yeah, but don't worry, Ring Rope Rebellion. Help me. What? They won't even tell me how old they are. Yeah, I know they're they're kayfabe and yeah. and years old. So yeah. once um once the video of me doing the debride, maybe we'll just make a marking out wedding montage. Once uh, that gets in my hands, we will definitely uh, make a video of us doing me doing the debride. I knew I was doing the debride, by the way. I was just sitting there. I'm like, I had, I had, no I had so much I alcohol like, in my system. I was moving, but I was just like, this is thinking myself. I'm like, I was this like, is definitely not. And it. there was a couple of yes chants too. Oh, we played the do the debride during the uh, engagement party too. Yeah, the rehearsal did. dinner. The rehearsal dinner. We did rehearsal dinner. Oh man, what a great time. Something. I had no clue if you got if you knew you were doing it. I looked across the dance floor. I was like. He's fucking doing the D-Bri. I did it. He's doing the D-Bri. I, no, I knew I was doing it. I'm like, I have to do it. I have to do this for Ring Rock Rebellion. So I did, and once the video comes back, we'll uh, we'll post it on the old website. But that Dave, is our... Dave broke the photo booth. Yeah, Dave broke the photo yeah. booth. Hashtag Dave the Rave. Before we <clears throat> sign off, thank you again to Scotty Riggs. Yes, it was yeah, awesome having you on the show. Fucking thank awesome. you very I'm much for right taking now. time out of your day. <laughs> yeah, and thank you very much, Scotty Riggs, and thank you, everybody, to... Listening to our, I don't know why I'm choking on. You right there? Yeah. Listening to our show this week. We always appreciate it. Yet again, you can go to markingout.com, listen to buy the episodes, buy a t shirt because we may have new ones on the way. Maybe. Some awesome ones. Eat some cake. Yeah. It says thanks for the chocolate cake on it. Um, also, too, you can go to iTunes, give us good ratings, give us some stars. A lot more people are starting to do that, which is pretty cool. Yeah, thanks a lot. Um, and Or you can go to twitter.com slash markingout, facebook.com slash markingout, markingout.com, markingout1 at gmail.com if you want to maybe get into some endeavors with markingout. Yeah, so if you have a band, if you're a musician, if even you, if, you know what, if you have a charity that you'd like to get out there a little bit, yeah. get in touch with if us. If you want to get yourself out there, if you want to be one of our brothers, you know, by all means. So we uh, definitely appreciate that, and we wish you the 
best of luck in your future endeavors. And have a wonderful, splendid rest week. Good looks on the chocolate cake. Shalom. Gimmick infringement. Question, why am I watching Vader wrestling right now? Does it make any sense? He looks exactly the same. Awesome. Later, bro.